Today we are talking about Pokemon and all the nostalgia behind it, and we are going to he be here to convince you on why Bulbasaur is the best starter. This is the Optional Boss Podcast, and today I am joined with Tyler and a very special guest, Toady, or Zoe. How are you guys? Hello. I am better than you because Squirtle is the best starter because it evolves into Wartortle, who is the best Pokemon out of all 1,018, I think, of them. Um, I'm well. How are you two lads? <laughs> I knew that was going to bother one of you. <laughs> Fucking <so>. Bulbasaur? <laughs> Oh, you are talking to a diehard oh. Squirtle fan who only has a Blastoise card because that's all he cares about. That's not true. I have more than that, but I specifically wanted that one. Oh, I knew that was going to bother yep. me. If not one, at least both of you. You just started I And to... I succeeded. The toxic enough fan base as it is, you just started it with fire. <laughs> Speaking of toxic No, I started base. it with grass. <laughs> I need to get my street cred back. There's currently 1,015 Pokemon. Please do not roast me in the comments yet. You will have plenty oh. of opportunity coming. Oh, too oh. many. <laughs> this, is, this is starting off strong. <laughs> this is episode 19. Like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, Pokemon, the nostalgia, the series, and kind of everything that we can touch on within the next hour and a half. So to start off, as always, uh, let's start off with uh, Zoe. How are you? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Who are you? Hello, giddy. My name's Zoe. On the internet, I'm Toadie. You can call me late for dinner. <laughs> I run a YouTube channel and a Twitch channel and all of the other things under ToadieZZZ. Uh, I main simulation strategy management games uh, with a big emphasis even on City Skylines, uh, but bring in other random fun things, especially on my Twitch channel. We have a hoot. Um, that's what I've got for you. That's today. you. <laughs> yeah, you, you've played some other games too, uh on on stream, like uh Phasmo was today actually. Oh yeah. Love love I, yeah. Scary games are fun <laughs> yeah, for the audience. L love hate. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Uh what have you been playing recently? Actually, I have been I guess Phasmo, but <laughs> Yeah. But uh, you know, kind of special streams aside, I've been starting for the first time, Oxygen Not Included and oh. learning that live on stream kind of thing. And I thought, like people say that RimWorld has a steep learning curve, but I think Oni's is crazier. Um, so I've played that for like a month-ish and I got to 50 cycles and have not yet died, uh, which means I'm a professional. I am so scared to pick that game up again. I've, I played it, I probably have about 40 hours into it. Nice. And... That was well, it was still early access, I believe. Mm. So I know there's been a ton of stuff added in since. And not with it not being like my style of genre, that's quite a bit of time invested. Totally. And yeah. I'm scared to go back to it now. Yeah. Uh Tyler, what have you been up You're to? You're a bunch of PC nerds. I'm just gonna say that right <laughs> off the hop. Um Which is just my way of saying for one of the few times of like, I don't know what they're talking about. This is huh. <laughs> But, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, that's all right. That's what we're all here to learn about <laughs> games wonderful. that we don't know about. And mm -hmm. you, you, you know how many times Tyler has talked to me about games that I have no idea what the hell he's on. And about? more to come. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so happy yeah. that we could confuse him. It's, it, it's, it happens from time to time, and it is an exciting turn of events here. So before mm -hmm. I get into what I... So is this kind of like got like some roguelike elements to it or like survival aspects? 
It's a Neither. colony simulation game. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're trying to stay, keep people alive while exploring, keeping food up. Uh, it's been a hot minute since I played it, but uh, yeah, it's it's col- colony simulation. So it's in a perilous land, kind of like or an well, intense Age of Empires esque kind of game. I apologize if I have offended in some way. That's totally different in ways <laughs> that I don't know. But to the to the non knowledgeable, that's what it sounds like. Looking outside, looking in, and it sounds okay. I will say. I wouldn't say Age of Empires. I would say more like you have as... to manage resources and your your colonists or your pawns have skills and they're good at some things and bad at others. And there's like you have to manage the oxygen and it's physics based. So, oh, no, I'm going to really out myself as a dummy here. Uh, <laughs> carbon dioxide falls and hydrogen rises. And then in the middle, you get the oxygen and then you can pump and it's all just it's all just management. And then if you mismanage, your little dudes die and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. So you can't control any of your uh for lack of better terms, settlers or colonists. Mm. And uh they just kind of do what they want. So you'll <laughs> set up jobs and some people are better at certain things than others. And you, you want to try and make everyone work together and give them the the tools that they need to survive. Hey, I grew up playing Lemmings on the Super Nintendo. I think I am used mm. to adorable skilled tradesmen dying. <laughs> so that, that does sound interesting. Uh, as for what I've been playing lately, uh, I'm still playing Breath of the Wild. And it seems like I will be nice. forever. It, you mean Totic? Totic, right. Hmm. Hard not to still... <laughs> not Breath of the Wild? <laughs> I did that already. Yes, Tears of the Kingdom. And it's still been fantastic. Uh, it's just so much game like it's almost upsetting because there's so many other games that i could be playing but it doesn't mean i don't want to play this one it's a tough nut to be in and i'm also still playing final fantasy 5 on the side and probably about a third or so through it and still having an absolute blast with that but in the meantime still increasing my backlog i actually today went out and picked up the uh we love katamari remaster for switch which i'm awesome i'm excited to dive into and also as per josh's challenge earlier in the year i have finally got myself a copy of amori so once i'm done with uh yes final <laughs> fantasy 5 that's gonna be it'll be a little bit i'm gonna have to cool off turn-based rpgs for a bit but once i do and get back into them that that is the next one that has to be done and funny enough with the acquisition of these two games i am now at the same amount of switch physical copies as there are original pokemon wow 151 exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that was just I, a hilarious coincidence for what happened. We're we're talking about today. <laughs> I am that's, so that's happy to hear someone else say the phrase like side game because like right now my side game is Friends of Mineral Town on the Switch. Oh, sick! And yeah, oh yeah. It just harkens back to my first Harvest Moon game was the one on the sixty four. Nice. And it just it it just goes back to it so perfectly. But that's exactly what it is. I'll sit at my PC and I'll play my main games, and of course, it's a lot of it is like quote work for me. But then, like when I want to just play my side game, I just go to my couch and pick up my Switch and play Harvest Moon right now, it, or I, well, I, Story of Seasons, I guess. But I think everyone needs a a bit of a side game, or accept the the idea behind a side game. Yeah. Something. To kind of break that monotony of just focusing on one, especially with some of these games getting either very uh, repetitive 
uh, to extend the length or mm-hmm. just long games in general, mm-hmm. right? So or like, a side game is just perfect. Yeah. And like brain brain demanding either through either through knowledge and like brain power and logic and solving puzzles or through like emotion. And I feel like something like Tears of the Kingdom requires both of those things from you. Yeah. Um, so to have a side game where you can just kind of turn off and just enjoy for you know for not doing nothing it's great well and it's nice to have two very parallel experience or not parallel but very contrasting experiences so it like prevents from Mm -hmm. burnout as well and the fact that yeah like tears of the kingdom is like a grand epic time investment of a game that is a lot of what it is not that it's bad but again it's a lot right and Mm -hmm. then for final fantasy 5 it's like slipping on a nice old comfy pair of slippers to have when I want to relax. <laughs> yes, so, uh, yes. That's, uh, that's been me. Uh, Josh, how about yourself? What what have you been playing lately? Uh, I'm trying to take on too much at once, to, to be, to <laughs> be quite honest. Game. Like, side I, games. I, no, I don't, I, I don't need the side game. I got too many games on the go that could any of them could be considered a side game. So mm-hmm. I think last episode I mentioned I got the, uh, the MetaQuest. I'm still going through uh, Half-Life Alex mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. VR. Um, that is, uh, I don't, the the Half Life series has never scared me, but Alex scares the terrifying shit out of me. Oh yeah, and probably just because it's it's you're experiencing it, yeah. so you have a head crab jump at you. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Oh boy, that's that's really brought the man out in me. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, aside from that, Diablo Four mm-hmm. got into that. Uh, got the early access with some friends. I've been still plugging through Half Life Two as well, and. Uh, I started up Final Fantasy 3 as per mine and Tyler's whole little challenge to one another. Nice. And I think that's it, unless I have forgotten something. I hope that you soon add Moss to that list. I know yes, that we're like supposed I, to be I, talking about Pokemon, but gosh darn, Moss is the best experience I have ever had in VR. And I've played a whack of VR games. It, and it just, they make such use of, oh God, I have to like, I'll go on forever. It's so good. Please play it. I, I, I do want to check it out. Yeah. So I'll probably I'll probably be picking that up at some point. Excellent. And uh I guess also side game wise, uh Beat Saber. Nice, yeah. Solid. So my, my legs hurt from squatting mm-hmm. in that so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, no, it's 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 been good. It's riddled with ADHD, but mm-hmm. I'm 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 having a blast. So I guess uh with the uh the good old intro out of the way. You guys want to get to the topic at oh, hand? Oh, wait, wait. I wanted to acknowledge something before we got into it. Um, okay. So we didn't have uh, any uh, any viewer feedback for today, unfortunately. We'll, we'll get there. But I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge uh, the wacky regions that listen to us. So <laughs> Cool. Okay. I, I want to I wanna take a moment to thank Italy, Japan, <laughs> Romania. Bangladesh, Spain, Belgium, Germany, United Kingdom, United States, and Canada. Whoever you are in these places, thank you. You guys are awesome. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of funny because I was looking at it the other day, and it's like, oh, we should give a shout out to these yeah, places. I just thank you for just, doing that. Just a yeah, and thank you everywhere from doing that. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's amazing. That means a lot to us. Pokemon means so Pokemon. Yeah, uh, Pokemon kind of showed up one day and just kind of took over the world and now correct me if i'm wrong was the anime or the game first oh. game? 
game. I'm pretty sure the game. game. Yeah, I think the game was one of the first things that launched on this side of the world because we got it in '98 and it had come out in '96 Mm -hmm. in Japan. And I don't know if you were aware of this, but it was I'm pretty sure originally going to be an NES game, and then it was like a six year development cycle and landed on the Game Boy a riddled mess. (laughs) Yeah, I I knew it being a mess. Yeah, yeah. It's I didn't. I didn't realize the NES bit, though. No, I didn't know that either. I'm pretty sure it was initially, like, in its conceptual phase as, like, you know, a new NES game. Because, like, RPGs weren't super big, and this was a new pitch. And then it just ended up getting bigger and bigger. Fact check it, maybe. I could be wrong, but this is something I believe I've heard. But all the same, Hmm. I do know it was a very long development cycle to get that game made. And it just exploded. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, did it ever? So, and if if that's actually the the origin behind it, then that's that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect so that actually. Here's here's my question to you both. Uh, what was your first any kind of experience with Pokemon? Doesn't have to be specifically the games, just the media as a whole. Like, what was your first interaction? I mean, I was eight years old because it came out in '98, yeah. and that's when I got into it. So I can't remember if I I've had I've had a lot happen to this little noggin of mine since I was eight years old. <laughs> um, my memory is very poor, so I can't remember if I saw the anime first or had the game. But I I have I have memories of the game so strongly. Um, I still have my original blue back there behind me, and then I have a second copy of blue. And I anybody I have them all, but um, yeah, I got blue. My sister got red. And my older brother got red. And uh, that was it. That was my life. Life over. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hours later, here we are. Amongst <laughs> various different sizes of medium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and consoles, if you will. Yeah. Mine was blue. My brother yeah. actually got red. And uh, I believe that was our first exposure. And then we found out that there was a show. So we had to watch that as well as we were playing the game. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so the the first generation, red, green, and blue. Mm-hmm. Blue was technically the the fix for a lot of its bugginess, if I'm correct. Yes. So it was originally yeah. red and green in Japan is like the base versions that we never technically got. And mm-hmm. then they came out with blue as like, and they've done this since. They have their bridge the gap bug fix updated versions. You know, your Pokemon Crystal, Emerald, etc. And yeah. so we got basically, they took blue which was their update put everything in it and then ripped it in half to get us our red and blue mm-hmm. yes and then gave so, us pokemon yellow <laughs> as well yes and and i know probably both of you are going to make fun of me again i fucking love the show oh yeah Growing there's up. nothing to make fun and of about that no 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 no. i know there's a lot of pokemon fans who kind of put look down on yellow because you can't put pikachu away or anything i don't care i was like i'm ash ketchum in this i'm nice. this is my pikachu oh that's awesome so i i loved yellow see I at the time anyways wasn't able to identify with the boy character as well but i did love yellow was our first intro- introduction to having a follow pokemon and that was yes. huge that was so big it was great. When you had light to see the screen. Because it was on the Game Boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you were in your backseat of your car when the, the lights went by every now and then. And... Oh, at night just trying to find out what you were trying to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what move am I using? I don't know. Wait for the street light. Did you guys have about... the gadgets for your Game Boys? The worm light? 
Yeah, whatever they were. There was the worm light. There was the other one that like was a like a square that hung over top of it. I never had any of those. Oh, the magnifying glass. Yeah. So basically, there were so many. Turn your Game Boy into a mech to hopefully see it a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah. Because it wasn't big enough already. Yeah. No. And yeah. I have actually my original Game Boy still, and uh, it's the big clear version of the brick. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love that thing. And uh, nice. thanks thanks to Josh here, it actually still lives to this very day. I was going to ask if you've like picked it up and played it lately. Oh, Because I, God, I no. have mine as well. No, no, no. Oh, no? If I'm going to play one, I'm going to play on one of my more like updated versions. So if I'm going to play like an original Game Boy or something, I will probably play it on like my backlit modded uh, first-gen GBA. Because it's the most comfortable Give- way to play Game uh, Boy games ever. Give- Game Boy Advance, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we we don't want to get started on that. Last episode, I went on enough of a tangent about GBA. We will be back. But But what about like a Switch Pro controller hooked up to the computer? Um, I mean, I I don't dislike that, no. That's how I've been playing um, Pokemon Infinite Fusion. It's been great. I just started that recently and it is incredible. There there we go. There it is. It's a hoop. Oh, no. All right, so so one of you is going to have to... One of you is actually going to have to start explaining for for everyone listening on mm-hmm. what Pokemon Fusion. We should we should. Build well, and I think up we should that. get into yeah yeah, and we should get into ROM hacks in general eventually as well. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. But I guess to bring it back Sorry. around, my first Sorry. exposure to Pokemon ever. <laughs> oh, we we have the floor for anything here. You know, no need to apologize. But no, no, we we're always all over the map. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep we're it that a way. Rambly show, <laughs> but yeah, so. Mine was not like the games or the show at first. Uh, my <gasps> first experience with Pokemon actually was trading cards as, yes. you know, really? it, was, it was the fad that swept the nation, right? And Amazing. the best part about it is I experienced it through the actual transition from the previous fad to the new fad. Because right before Pokemon cards, it was crazy bones for whoever the hell yes. remembers oh, those. What? Yeah, and yeah. so I, I traded a handful of Crazy Bones for a single card. Not a good card, but a card that would become one of, like, you know, it's a Pokemon I have close to my heart just for this very experience, and it was a, like, base set uh, Haunter. Can I, okay. Can I please parallel this story? Oh, go right ahead. <laughs> yes. This is amazing. So I got, well, I guess my older sister got in trouble because I gave her a I think it was two Beanie Babies for one Pokemon card. And it was because it was a Vaporeon. (laughs) At least that was a holographic. So (laughs) it was. But yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing to think like just remembering coming into it because of the fad at the time. Right. And we can't discount Mm -hmm. the fact of like, like we said, it exploded. But like if you weren't there, you can't really comprehend like how insane this was Mm -hmm. and then from there you know the fandom just kind of grew now this is the funny part about that because i didn't get the channel that had the pokemon cartoon and but i got the channel with digimon so i was like the original playground hipster going around like naysaying (laughs) all the stuff people are telling me about pokemon was like yeah but digimon could talk and <laughs> but you know, I was very aware of like all of these things, and then my first experience with the games, and this is kind of adorable. In one of those classic, Grandma does not know how to Christmas, <laughs> and you know, it would have been told like he wants this Pokemon game, and there were three, so she just got all three. 
so, wow. yeah, like, right awesome all at grandma. once it got red blue yellow so and oh my it's one of those things where like yeah they're all the same game but i still played all three start to finish because i just got three new games as a child this is amazing and yeah so what do you remember if if you can't even remember which one did you start first oh blue blue is my favorite color and okay. sadly blue is all the right. only one that i lost probably oh. because you know oh. i was a kid right and I'm pretty sure I lost it on like a camping trip or something like like it's gone forever lost. It it went with you forever yeah. until pretty it did. much. We're all blue boys. So that, that's really cute. That, yeah. that would be my intro to the uh, vast world of Pokemon. And something else about the cartridges, which you didn't see too much in in the Game Boy era, is the colors of them. They actually were red, blue, and yellow cartridges. Yeah. It wasn't like the DX games where they they were gray or black and the black represents that there it can be played on either game boy or game boy color yes. right so yes that never we, crossed my mind that that was unique to pokemon but it, i'm trying to think of all the other ones but yeah there's one other franchise the, the, that i can think of with colored cartridges and that is donkey wasn't kong. digimon no it wasn't digimon <laughs> digimon didn't get any or at least over here uh no the donkey kong land series had yellow cartridges and it represented nothing other than oh Bananas. right Bananas. Wait, is that why my N64 Donkey Kong is yellow? Yeah. Yep. Get out. You lads are so knowledgeable. We try. Because uh. <laughs> of oh. bananas. I'm sorry. That blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, at, if you ever saw like the N64, the jungle green one that came with DK64, it actually had a banana N64 controller. Oh, I think I've seen that on the internet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. it did. Yeah, bananas. Banana, sorry. Yes, yes. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, did either of you play Pokemon Pinball on the Game Boy or Game Boy Color? Mm. I think it was Game Boy Color. I think I have it actually. I have it too. Yeah. I I I never have sold a single video game, so I I have every single one that I've ever owned. Envious. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's rad. I have, and it's. It's a solid pinball game. Now it's super fun. It is. Really I haven't good. sunk a lot of time into it because it's definitely like mm. the, the original Game Boy games. I only get to dabble into only so often. But yeah, it was just a solid Pokemon themed. I like the fact that you know you're lining up. Uh, I think it's like you line up a roulette, and then that's how the Pokemon appears, and you actually have to catch it. And there is a Pokedex in this pinball game, and yeah. yes. Yeah, yes. there were two boards. And you have to hit the Pokemon with the Pokeball, and yeah, I thought it was so fun. I did sink quite a few hours into it as well. Yes, I I know I used to have it. I gave it away oh. actually. What? Uh, what? Um, but I I played the living shit out of that yeah. as a kid growing up. It was great, and it had a little rumble feature, like you could put a battery yes. in it, right? Yes. Yeah. That's why the back of it is so giant. Yes. Have, uh, have either of you? So yeah, I guess we'll stick with like Gen One games at the moment. We'll progress as we do. Uh, cause hey, have you played Hey You Pikachu? Oh, that's on the N sixty four, right? Yes, yes, with the microphone. Yeah. I uh, I now own it as an adult, but I haven't played it. Okay, uh, like, but I bought it off of eBay. Do you own the whole thing or just the cartridge? I think just the cartridge. Oh, it won't. Which is it a shame. won't work then. You, you, yeah, you're gonna have to get a microphone and let us know how that goes. So funny <laughs> enough, I never played it, but when I was a kid, my cousin had. Hey, you, Pikachu, and so the microphone and all that. And this story is not about Hey, you, Pikachu, but it is about early usage of MSN. And 
one day, <laughs> okay. he sends me a voice message. And this would have been when it was a very new feature. And it's like, you know, as a kid in the like late 90s or whatever, it's like, you have a microphone for your computer? And he's like, yeah, I'm using the Hey <laughs> yep. Pikachu microphone. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, as for the game, apparently it just doesn't work. Oh. He just, it's, it's a little rough, yeah. He just does what he wants. So I'm I'm pretty sure we rented it from Blockbuster back in the day. I miss those days. Oh yeah, those were <laughs> those are great. I think we rented Pokemon Snap first, and nowadays, if you plug in the original Pokemon Snap, you can beat it in two hours, easy, even without like. Oh, it's it's not very it. very long. Yeah, but I have very distinct memories of renting it from Blockbuster for however long, getting like. What we felt at the time was really far in it, but not having time to beat it. And then we bought it because we enjoyed it so much. And that just like speaks to renting. <laughs> Bring and it back. That 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 was back when uh, when save games were actually on the cartridge, right? Yeah. Not not on the console or anything like nowadays. So it's you would have lost all that time. Mm hmm. Yep. Mind you, back back in the day, also like games like that, we we played just for what it was, right? Where nowadays we do play more games to beat those games. Yeah, and I think that's like a childhood versus adulthood thing too, right? Like it could as, be, yeah. As kids, we were in wonder at these awful N sixty four sprited Pokemon. Um, how, how many times have you told yourself that you will never see graphics better than this? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah and then you get the new pokemon snap which is further in our timeline of course but i just gorgeous gorgeous and so i'm in you know i'm as an adult i I want to say i'm in wonder of that but i'm i'm not i'm not in like childlike awe as this yeah. little thing is walking up to me i'm like oh those are beautiful graphics and it's and it's I, I think now. at the time like n64 when that came out we've never seen anything quite 3d like right so no. it's holy crap where yeah. nowadays it's we know it and the and the latest pokemon snap came out for the, for the switch right yep and the switch is a bit dated by today's standard it was kind of dated when it released but it's, it's i still love mine don't get me wrong but nintendo's never pushed for that graphic head on no in any decade recently i but so I just make the argument that Pokemon just have never transitioned into 3D well, and the magic has not been quite the same. The low poly look, at least your imagination could fill it in, is now it's just like, boy, mm -hmm. they round. <laughs> I think I could write a thesis on why Pokemon should have stayed 2D. Oh, I would read that. And I, I'm not yeah. one for yes, books. Absolutely. So. <laughs> no. that, that's saying something. But I, yeah, absolutely. See, I mean, it's, I, I'm little bit uh pretentious maybe but i think zelda should have stayed that way too oh, oh really Ooh, hot that's man. that's a hot hot take yeah I... even after ocarina of time eh? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. We have thoughts on that one uh oh. see if i if we're gonna get into that <laughs> discussion my vote as to who should have stayed uh 2d which i hilariously made a point about this today is sonic Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about that game coming out. Oh, I don't even like Sonic. It looks good, but I'm just like, wow, a good-looking Sonic game. Surprise, surprise. It's 2D. It's 2D, yeah. yeah absolutely. I've um, I've watched video theses on that. Um, That's the most Sonic content I've ever consumed. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that stuff. Um, I love the old Sonic games. But you know what Sonic mm -hmm. isn't? 
Pokemon. A Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here we'll we'll segue into my TLDR of my thesis. Is All that right. like the, the graphics? It was better. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean the graphics in 3D aren't what quote today's standards are. I still think they can be beautiful. Looking at like the new Pokemon Snap as an example. But yep. Game Freak, for everything that Game Freak is, is never going to deliver us 3D graphics that are, quote, worth it. So instead, give us 2D graphics, which opens up all of this, like, memory and computing power and things that I don't understand, uh, to be available for having, say, every Pokemon in the game so that you can, say, catch them all. Hello? Yep. And so, have... so it actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And it just, people who have made ROM hacks or fan games, like that's the best part about a new Pokemon game coming out now is that you can go back to your favorite ROM hack and they will have added all of the Pokemon to it. Assuming it hasn't been shut down. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, that's my that's my TLDR, my thesis of why Pokemon should be 2D forever oh. and always. I, I think uh, a Pokemon 3D would be good if, they did something on the same scale as like Odyssey or something mm. like that, that kind of graphic style where you didn't really have that much pop in to it. Yeah. You could see far away. Things were dense and compact. Oh, you mean functional. So it wasn't just as. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, like um, Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus. Yeah. Arceus. Arceus. It was fun. It's. Uh, it, it, Ar- it was a good time. It's Arceus yeah. because it's. Arceus. It's. Are, oh, I just learned this. I refreshed myself in this. It's okay. Carry on. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, it was a good time, but uh, the I couldn't get over the mouth words, like just just the lip, lip syncing and oh, the yeah. pop in that you experienced was just atrocious. Like Game Freak does not know how to do a 3D game for the life of them. I just didn't beat it. I liked it, but I just didn't. I, I dropped off hard. Mm. Yeah. Goes back to that dropping dropping games episode that we there did does. a few weeks back. Uh, <laughs> while while uh, Cody Zoe looks up her factoid, I guess we'll bring her back around. Uh, Pokemon Stadium is also in this first era of stuff, and yes. I love the original Pokemon Stadium. I know it's one mm-hmm. of those games that becomes significantly more difficult to play these days because you can't really transfer your stuff over at least on the switch version and i mean it's going to be hard to get all of the equipment to do so now but honestly i like the game with the challenge of the really shitty rental pokemon i think it's Mm -hmm. really it's interesting that you know you can build this super overpowered team but like if their moveset is just really toned down or you know there's a lot of strategy that goes into it and not only that just pvp pokemon in stadium it's Nostalgia, I'm sure, plays a big part in it, but God, it's still good to this day. Yeah, you know what would be smart for Nintendo to do is release red, blue, mm-hmm. yellow, mm-hmm. one of them onto their Game Boy service online, mm-hmm. and then allow you to transfer to Stadium. And that's why they won't, because it would be and the intelligent move. Well, they they know they could make money if they re-released well, it. Yeah, right? how many times have so they, they sold us Gen 1? We'll buy it again. Like, just give it to us. Well, not only that. How many times have they done no, it? No, hmm. if we're talking remakes, at least like three or four times. Yeah. I think three, because they had Fire Red and Leaf Green, and, and, right? And, and then, then they Pikachu had uh, Let's Go Let's go Pikachu. Right. They will. And then, I mean, you could even count, you could count Pokemon Go originally. Virtual console releases. 
stadium. Yep. Yeah. Like it's ever yeah. If you're just talking the Gen One flavor, oh yeah, they have pumped that out no end. Uh, yeah. But they have already cracked like emulating these games and having save data and stuff transferable. Like you get the 3DS mm-hmm. versions, you can trade Pokemon amongst them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever done in Stadium a rental randomizer? Hmm. Uh, I can't say I have, <laughs> a, but that sounds interesting. It's popular amongst streamers, and you you just you there's a web pages that you will produce you six random Gen One Pokemon, oh. and you have to use their rental versions to beat the uh, gym leaders and Elite Four stuff in Stadium. Oh, that sounds like a good whatever time. that tower. And that's kind of cool. It's so difficult. Uh, it gets more difficult in the second stadium, but um, it's a really fun, difficult challenge. Um, and you should try it one time. I, I would be very down with that. Uh, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. So. The, oh, sorry. With, with with challenges and Tyler, I know you have, but have either of you done Nuzlocks? Yeah. No, oh, I've never succeeded in a Nuzlocke, but I have booted up a few of them and got see here's the mistake that i've made because nuzlocke's being hard mode and the fact that and i'm skipping ahead here a bit but uh <laughs> the only game that i've really tried to nuzlocke is uh pokemon white 2 or black 2 i can't remember which one i own and mm. i have never actually played through a gen 5 game which i know is a shame because they're really good but I figured my first time, hey, let's just do it with these arbitrary rules that don't actually let me to complete the game if I lose. So I can't really learn the game in doing so. And the thing about Nuzlocke is like that is for the uh, the knowledgeable Pokemon player. And mm-hmm. you, you have to know like your enemy encounters, what trainers are going to have and all that kind of stuff if you want to succeed in a Nuzlocke. And I'm just like, I'm just going to catch the random stuff and hope I win. And I don't. Hmm. So it, you'd be amazed at how that little sheepdog can just trounce me at the first gym. <laughs> so. That's fantastic. But I like Nuzlocke. I think they're a really cool concept. I like that they refresh the games because, again, we're like, you know, 30s something. Sorry. I, I should say I'm 30 something. We all. Hear. And I have been playing. <laughs> I've been playing book <laughs> one since I was eight. This game. It, and like when you when you get to the guts of it, the Pokemon games are the exact same game, just with different skins. Uh, so we've done this a lot. And so refreshing is great. So the Nuzlocke is a great way to do that. Randomizers via ROM hacks are a great way to do that. ROM hacks themselves. Um, yeah. It's so R- there's so the much. ROM hack thing goes for a lot of games, actually. Yeah. And I've surprisingly, I've really never ROM hacked anything else oh that's a total lie i'm so sorry i forgot about all my adventures with um banjo kazooie rolling hacks oh that would be <laughs> carry <fun>. on <laughs> oh it's a hoot i want to i want to <laughs> dabble in uh link to the past randomizers they look like a good time mm-hmm. yes i've watched some of that it's a yeah it's great um so th- there's how many generations uh, now nine. of the main line? Nine? nine nine and uh yeah. right and and they get a little bit muddy at some point, but uh, Gen Gen Two. What what was you guys' thoughts on Gen Two when that happened? Wait, hold on. Is Colosseum considered Gen One or Gen Two? So I think actually, like the first Pokemon Stadium. Oh, it must be Gen Two. Is technically Gen Two in release, but like I'm I'm going sure. by flavor here, right? Not actual. Yeah, release. yeah. Like Pokemon Pinball would have been a Gen Two game, but like it's a Gen One themed game, so I'm just lumping it up there. Yeah. But no, Gen Two would be that's fair. Pokemon Gold and Silver are the baseline for everything that sprang up. It like so, Pokemon Stadium. 
That's that's mm-hmm. my yeah. mindset. No, for and sure. And then Crystal, which is the the final version, Chris, if you will, yep, right? That's the that's the updated gold and silver. Yeah, and Colosseum was Gen two as well. I forgot it had all those other Pokemon. I actually didn't uh, beat Colosseum as a kid, so I have never played it as an adult, and I need to fix that. Wait. Okay, but wait, Colosseum, I have a question the about Gen two. Yeah, was it GameCube or N sixty four? Oh, it was GameCube. Yeah, if it's You're the right. one with it the plot. GameCube. Yeah, so Colosseum is a yeah. Gen three game. Oh yeah, look at that! It's got a bronzong or whatever. Yeah, okay, <laughs> carry on. You're doing a you're doing a great job. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, I'm keeping track of something here. Okay. Uh, gold or silver? Oh, silver. I'm going to say gold. Well, which one did you actually play? Oh, no, you never played them. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, never no. played them. You are the worst. No. I'm just putting X's under you. All right. Um, <laughs> I was gold. Someone's making a spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. Yep. We left yep. some Excel up in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, silver all the way. One, because I think I thought Lugia was the cooler looking legendary of the two. And. Agreed. In a more personal sense, I just like silver more than gold. I just think it looks better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does. I agree with all of that, but I was the younger child. Oh, no. So throughout all of these generations, my choices are not a reflection of me at all. They're a reflection of my older sister. I gotcha. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so this was the introduction of quite a few things. We had baby Pokemon were a new thing, which were adorable mm-hmm. additions that meant nothing. And yep, you know that uh, they had. I don't think it was 150, but there was about like 120 new Pokemon introduced. Oh, oh, uh, 100. I have to, I have to step it back for a second. Uh, Gen one favorite Pokemon from it. War Turtle done. Okay, best Pokemon ever. Okay, Josh. Uh, honestly, okay. If if I'm going from when I was a kid, I'm just gonna say Pikachu because I I loved the whole dynamic between Ash Ketchum and Pikachu. Fair. So. Nowadays, honestly, uh, I know I started this off with the whole ball sort of thing, but uh, Blastoise. Oh, good call, good call. Respectable choice. I like, I like them both. Uh, Cubone. Cubone. I, I have always had a strong fondness for Cubone. I don't know what it is about that little it's guy. Cute. Maybe it's just a super sad, tragic backstory of wearing his mother's skull. Yeah. <laughs> but Absolutely. he's just adorable. Just a little dinosaur with a skull head and a bone. Um, so... Going back to the trading card game, the Blastoise card I had was my Cherish card. That nice. that was my that was my okay. You know how everyone was so proud that they had a Charizard. Yeah, Blastoise was my Charizard. Yeah, I, man, mine was so. the Vaporeon entirely. You said yours was well. My my first one was that Haunter card. I did actually have a Blastoise when I was a kid. The one that I have now that I so boldly claimed at the start is one of the. Uh, the 30th anniversary like celebrations packs they did just a few years ago and they re-released a couple so i guess yeah 25th because it's got the pikachu head but i don't have like an authentic one but when i was a kid yeah i had a blastoise and this thing looked like somebody Mm -hmm. had thrown it onto the asphalt and just grinded it into the ground and i didn't care because it was still a blastoise yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Vaporeon's hollow front like actually had peeled off, and uh, then I had like just I literally took a glue stick and like, glued it back. Like we didn't care about that as a kid, nope. right? They're no. just cards. Do you guys um? Did you get the promotional Mew card? Yes, from the very first movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yes. uh, the like Aztec ruins kind of looking one. Yes. Yep. I yep. did have it as a kid. Definitely not anymore. Oh, did either of you have mm. the uh the Burger King gold plated cards? Yes. Yeah, that I did not. Oh, so good. I'm trying to remember. I think I, I I didn't even know about that. Yeah, it was like the most random thing. They were huge and they were heavy. 
You throw that to someone and it would hurt. And I think I got the mm-hmm. lamest one of the bunch because I got, I think it was Poliwhirl. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a very um, random selection of them. I think we should also, oh God, there's just so much with Pokemon. Do you guys have like four hours? Um, <laughs> the The Pokemon movie, the first movie. Oh, okay, that, uh, that yes. was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yes, yes, so, it was. Like, I'm a very emotional human being. I, I still, I do, and I know people like say this and they kind of, people can exaggerate and stuff, but I do genuinely now tear, like well up, I think would be the, the best phrase when I watch it. Um, and some of my favorite, I don't have a lot of like really happy memories as a kid when like considering having other people around me, like big friendship circle, that's not like a huge part of my life. But yep. I remember being in the auditorium at the school, like primary school, watching Pokemon, the first movie, they like showed it at our school, which was so weird. And just bonding with these other kids about like geeking out about Pokemon, like it crossed, it crossed the cool kid, geeky, lame kid barrier. And we all just loved Pokemon. And that's a really fond memory for me. I, I'm on the other opposite I, direction. Pokemon was banned from my school by the time the movie oh, came out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. <laughs> just, just too much Pokemania. Oh, kids, were, kids were killing each other. It was, it was a hard time to Jeez. be out in the fields yeah. at recess. <laughs> the trading cards eventually got banned for, from our school. Yeah. Um, I think they did with from mine as well. Yeah. Just too many thefts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Kids are cruel. Yeah. yeah. They still are. That's why, like another tangent, but that's why I don't have any Pokemon cards anymore, is a gal that I worked with. This was probably 11 years ago or so. So I was early 20s. Uh, her son had his Pokemon cards stolen. And so she came into work one morning. It was like all weathered and like just looked really tired and looked like she'd been up all night kind of thing. And it was because her son was so distraught that his Pokemon cards had been stolen. So I went home on my lunch and grabbed my binder and I haven't like actively collected as an adult but I still had all of my cards as a kid so it was still multiple hundreds of cards Um, yeah and I just gave her them and I cried I did actually cry Uh, when I was handing them over I was like but he like they were just in a binder in like you know on a display shelf thing right like I would never actually use them anymore so um I gave her all of them and then she said like the the light up that happened and you know it just it really helped him which is really a, nice. a part of me is like really touched and like that that's <laughs> that's very very cool of you and very very awesome of well, you like that just... that's that's freaking heartwarming the yeah. other side of me is like why would you do that you idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think any of them were in any you know fantastic condition or anything but no you you made a kid's day yeah well, after it had awesome. been ruined by some little poo-poo head Best descriptor and for it. I think, yeah. <laughs> I told Josh that I would reel back my swearing for this. Not necessary, but somehow more funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, there was uh, only 100 new Pokemon for the second Okay, time. that sounds yeah, about right. Like I said. Yeah. Come on, how do you not? That's like the easiest one to remember. I'm so sorry. I'm being so pretentious here. 151 <laughs> to 251. Like, bro, so come on. I checked out on paying attention come on. with... Uh, so I, I'm going to guess, Zoe, you've probably <laughs> done it at least once and in one game. Josh, I don't know about yourself, but have you ever caught them all? Oh, yes. gotcha. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. As often as possible. Okay. So you probably, I've only done so in one game. 
and this yeah. was Pokemon Alpha Sapphire for the 3DS, Ooh. which I think is my favorite. Um, awesome. And there was, and this required, you know, self-trading with uh, Gen 6 and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I had got all 726. Jeez. And all it's I nuts. could think when I finally accomplished it is, no employer's going to care if this is on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! But after that point, and, I I'd been checked out on catching them all ever again. So yeah. Well, now you can't. So. It's not possible now. No, it's very. I actually, Gen. Yeah, technically, Gen Six was the last gen they allowed you to catch them all because in Gen Seven you could still get them, but the Pokebet they never got the national decks. So here's a question: yeah. with the with the remake of Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. Did they include later gens? I don't know. In those, or do they keep it to, uh, what was it? That was Gen Four. Fourth yeah. Gen. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't play that one. I. Actually. Yeah, it's on my. <laughs> this is gonna sound like self promo. It's on my throne list because it uh just isn't something I've been able to to get to yet. But there is a ROM hack called Luminescent Pearl that I'm watching someone play right now, and it's so good. Um. But I don't know what they did for BDSP. Uh, BDSP Pokedex. But, um, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Nowadays, like, your accomplishment with your 700-something Pokemon, um, and then you get kids nowadays that are doing a living dex. And so, yes, they've caught all the Pokemon, but they're also keeping in their boxes. They're keeping, like, one Bulbasaur, one Ivasaur, one Venusaur. No. And they're keeping every single one it's no wild. don't like don't like i evolve them i am not <laughs> getting one of each so i can have each member of the family jesus it is already <laughs> enough work just to get them it's half a noah's ark oh. <laughs> uh looking at Serebi. um oh no that's just regular Sinnoh. this page is to list the Sinnoh pokedex in brilliant diamond and shining pearl Oh, okay. So it does say Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. So it looks like um, just all of the generations up to Gen 4. Okay. And not beyond. Well, because I don't think... So it would, that would be true to the original game. Yeah, I don't think there was really any crossover games to work with for uh, Switch remakes because they crossed over with uh, mostly the Game Boy Advance ones and uh, I guess the remakes of Gen 2. So what what would you do? You can't really hook it up. Maybe Let's Go, but it's a completely different game at that point. Yeah, put them all in. There. Mind you, if if they if they wanted to, I'm sure they could find. They a don't way. seem to want to anymore. No, they never. No. Yeah, no. Uh, what did we? What else did we have? Uh, they came out for Gen two, so we had like obviously gold, silver, crystal, and Pokemon Stadium two. Mm-hmm. What was? It? I mean, Puzzle League. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that would have been around somewhere around yeah. there as well. Uh, somewhere around Petrus there. Petrus Attack, yeah. po- uh, Panel de Pond, just Pokemon flavored. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, uh, can't can't forget about the Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy Advance. Oh, or not not Game Boy Advance. Uh, game, game Boy Color. Color. My goodness. I'm. I oh, hundreds of hours, thousands maybe. Amazing. So like, I know I had it. I don't even remember what you did in it. You played the game. You the card game. Played the trading card game. The trading card okay. game. Okay. <laughs> in the game. <laughs> the trading card game game in the game. And you like you spent hours. Uh, like oh, making right. a yes. making a deck, and like you know, at least when you have the physical cards, you can kind of splay them all out in front of you, right, and kind of like sort your energies mm-hmm. and your trainers and stuff. 
And I remember the sorting being like not horrible in the game, like in the Game Boy version, whatever, Jeep, whatever. Um, but going through like menu scrolling of trying to get these cards together and then you would fight other people, uh, like duel them, trading card duel them, and uh, when you won, you would win new cards to add to your possible decks and like just the best. Well, and that's right. I I just looked up a, a screenshot of it and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I, I remember this well. It was structured like the actual Pokemon games, though, and the fact that like, you know, I don't know if there was like towns in an oh, overworld, right. but it was still played like a proper RPG. And like you had gym leaders except instead of Pokemon yeah. battles, they were like the yep. card games. And it was an actually really good translation of it to a game. I never played it. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, actually. I watched a really fun, um, like, video essay. (laughs) I've been really enjoying video (laughs) essays lately. Um, A boot taking the art from the actual physical trading cards and how they shrunk it down into Game Boy Color, like, possibilities or whatever. Uh, And there was, you know, science behind it and stuff and just really intriguing. They looked great Um, for being on a Game Boy Color screen. Like, those cards still look good. Yeah, they nailed it. Mm -hmm. It, Yeah. It's supposed to come to Switch, and when it does, I will finally mm-hmm. actually be able to. I love trading card games in all shapes. If and I form. can, if they make it so you can duel other people, you and I have to duel. I'm down. I mean, they did it with Stadium. Yeah. Well, you, so. you, you mm-hmm. should be able to. I, I would think. I don't remember if you could do that with the actual game, like with the trading link cable or whatever. Oh, I'm I sure. genuinely don't remember. I, I can't see Pokemon not coming out with a multiplayer version of their card game gameplay. Yeah, they the, they had the the link cable with the original Pokemon. I don't see them not doing it for the trading yeah. card game. I have it. I could boot it up. Um. <laughs> do Do you have two copies, two Game Boys, and you can check it right now? Two Game Boys, while, yes. While two we're copies, on the air, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, can we touch on with Gen Two? So I think I was just telling Josh this, not Tyler. Gen Two is my favorite Gen. Um. And so I have a lot to, I have a lot. I got a lot here. <laughs> um, but I think if I had to ask one thing, I guess this would be a Tyler specific question. What, what did you feel when you beat the Elite Four and then the other region opened up? Like what, how, did you have that sense of awe? I did. And I can safely say the awe has cooled since, but hmm. that doesn't change the fact that at the time, like the game seemed massive. And mm-hmm. not only that, like, you know, people say the Pokemon games are very handholdy and like super easy these days, but they were pretty challenging mm-hmm. back in the day. Like I know that the Johto DeCanto difficulty jump, like your first area with regular chainers, they will just wipe the floor with you. And mm-hmm. so I thought it was pretty good. And it was actually cool to see like, you know, the however many years later transition, like, you know, you go to uh what is it, Cinnabar Island yeah. and like it's burned down and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. there was actual changes to the world. And I don't know if I had actually experienced a game sequel that like had references that were so deep to it, right? So that was really cool. Yeah. And yeah. I will safely say that the battle with red atop what is it, Mount Silver? That yes. is that is still I was just gonna ask, did have either of you be so ready? Oh yeah, you, you have to. Oh god, yeah. It's, he's the final boss, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's hands down probably as nothing as there is to it. One of the most epic things to occur in a Pokemon game, in my mind, 
just mm-hmm. and it was one of those things because you can really tell looking back on it that like they expected Pokemon to end with Gen two, and that mm. is a pretty solid wrap up to everything that had been done, taking on the original challenger who they pretty much know that people who were playing Gen two probably played Gen one, so you're basically confronting yep. yourself from the last game, mm-hmm. which and like oh. the limitations of the hardware, like they couldn't you know put this big cool visual or audio um aspect to it and so they just they just went simple and he just didn't speak any words yep. and it just it just filled you like again we were kids right so it's probably easier to do as a child but you your imagination went wild with this like looming glowering quiet beast of a man with his level 80 pikachu ready to kick your ass <laughs> he, he felt as um, big as that mountain totally yeah no yeah. i thought that was really yeah. cool and uh yeah gen 2 did a lot of interesting things like i said it intro, uh, introduced like baby pokemon which again you know breeding, breeding yep that was a big part of it mm-hmm. it had a functional like affecting the game actual not only day night cycle but kept track of mm-hmm. the time and there were scheduled weekly events like what was it, it was like you had to show up in like Tuesday afternoons to do like the bug catching contests and stuff. Like sure this did. was a game that you yeah. had to actually actively take part in your real life schedule or just change the clock. But yeah. so uh, no, Gen- <laughs> ignoring that fact. <laughs> and yeah, so Gen two brought a lot to the table. One of the things I really remember about Gen two, I don't know if you remember that there was like a time machine trading uh, area that you could go to, so you could trade game uh, Pokemon from Gen two to Gen one vice versa yes so yeah i didn't have gen 2 at the time but i still have my gen 1 games and buddy had gen 2 and he's like oh well like i could trade you like a teddy ursa and a togepi and i'm thinking this is cool like in my version of red or yellow or whatever i'm gonna have these t-. doesn't work no the kids didn't know yeah. how games worked back then but it was still just a, no. just a big disappointment yeah, and like the schoolyard rumors, we haven't even touched on those. Like Mew behind, oh, the, behind the behind the truck, truck. Right? missing yeah. no, yeah. which was yeah. real. I definitely once yeah. I learned the missing no glitch, you use the heck out of it. Oh goodness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. How, how many times did you learn about these glitches or things like that, and you just repeated them in these games? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned a parlor trick, like fry, like fry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, oh, this yeah. is going back to Gen One quickly, mm-hmm. but uh, Viridian City, going the music in it. To Viridian City. Oh, talk about music! I still put my Pokemon CD in the car, and I am Do three, you? three years old. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, the Viridian City music. Do you guys know any of the? Um, I guess you could call them conspiracy theories behind them. It's creepy. It's, it's very dark. Is but... what the kids call yes. them these days. Creepy pastas. Yes. You Viridian City or Lavender Town? Lavender Town. The Lavender oh, is it, is it Lavender yeah. Town? That's the one with the poke, like the green right. place. Yeah. I yes. think Viridian yes. is the one with the casino. Viridian right. is the one with the eighth gym. It, Come on, guys. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, I'm going off memory here. Thank you. So, so much. <laughs> Ghosts. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's, it's all been debunked. But yeah, it yeah. is kind of interesting. Oh, oh absolutely. That, like, but it's it's depressing tones that we're making children do horrible things. Yeah. But And it's it just goes with those rumors though, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just like a weird Because the internet wasn't there to dispel it, right? right? It was just I am in the like, graveyard of primary school A, but my older sister goes to high school B 
And so she just tells me that she heard this at a high school B. And I'm like, of course that's true. So then I spread it all around primary school A and then they go, right. tell, you know. Yeah. And it, it was wild how like those kind of like rumors of Mew and Dead City and all that kind of just got mm-hmm. spread around. Like we all knew it growing up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, just just one of those things. It's, it's just wacky. Yeah. Yeah. That's a phenomenon that I don't think children will experience again. No. Red Gyarados. Because no, not, like. N- not on the day of the internet. What about Gyarados? Red, oh, Red, Red Gyarados. Gyarados yeah. Which was real. Shiny Pokemon being introduced in Gen 2. Yep. Yeah. Do you know why he's red? Because he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I learned this once and I had it right on the tip of my tongue. He was red because I think it was just to distinguish him from the color of the water or something. It was to, okay, it was to do something like that. So like shiny Pokemon didn't exist yet. And then they wanted this Gyarados sprite in the water. Uh, but for some reason that I'm going to confirm, they couldn't have him be blue. And so they made him red, and so they made shiny Pokemon as a reason for him to be red. And now it mm-hmm. is probably one of the most intense subcultures of the Pokemon fandom. But it's so easy now. It's, it's significantly. I was shiny hunting back when it was difficult. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, favorite Gen 2 Pokemon? Yeah, I was gonna... That's such a difficult... It gets harder every time. <sighs> Josh? <laughs> oh, God. See, this this is where, where you're going to lose me. Yeah. Can you name any of them? Can you just name them? Oh, like... the, the amount of Pokemon I know now is mm-hmm. I don't know what gen they're from. Mm-hmm. That That's is one of the issues, right? really so, blurry one. And, and being completely transparent here, I played the first gen. I played a crap ton of the spinoffs and then eight. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've missed a good I've, I've been an onlooker, but not a not a player or deep diver unfortunately but yeah. like the final fantasy series i'm i want to go through them eventually mm-hmm. gonna be harder oh that they 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 need to it will be <laughs> but they need to come out with a uh compilation compilation uh, they're gonna split it Pokemon in half games. though <laughs> they will i mean so does so does Mega Man. so oh you're not wrong i'm looking at pokemon gen 2 poster and it's it's tough. I've, I mean, Umbreon was kind of my gut instinct um, because just how cool, like bringing the childhood nostalgia into it. Dark Pokemon, you know, you get to be this cool, edgy kid who's got dark Pokemon. Um, but Swinob is just this cute little stupid thing with its nose. Um, Skarmory. Oh, introducing Steel type. No. So yeah. So my number one Gen two Pokemon is Skarmory. I love that Steel Bird. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. Okay, well, I can't take yours. Um, oh, you, you know what? Just because I, I quickly looked up, and this is Gen 2, apparently. Uh, Cyndaquil. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he was my choice. starter for it's, Gen it's, 2. It's, I, I forget which one. I, uh, but I'm a total Arceus guy. Arceus or Sword and Shield that you could start off with Cyndaquil? Arceus. Ar- Arceus, Arceus, yeah. I was going to say, because you'd figure that Gen 8 would let you have a Gen 8. And then guy. he turns into this yeah, big so stoner our... wheels. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Cyndaquil. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Real quick callback. It's Arcanus and Deus. That's why it's Arceus. Okay, See, good. I good. Thought, glad we touched back on I that. thought it was because in England it's it's inappropriate to say arse. Ugh. <laughs> that, that's not the canon. I, that, I heard that it was. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another that's another thing. Look. Like, how do we know, right? Schoolyard yep. rumors. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Pokemon. I'm gonna or Umbreon. I'm gonna have to go with my gut for Umbreon. Respectable choice. I want to say like a bunch of other things, but yeah. like, look at stupid little Shuffle. <laughs> like Gen Two, just they're all amazing. Yeah. It does have, it's it's interesting how, like, Gen 2 has such a distinct art style. Like, all of the Pokemon seem to have this Mm -hmm. softer kind of look to them. Yeah. It was, it was nice. Um, Tyler, I'm a little surprised it's not Murkrow. You know, I've never really been a big fan of Murkrow. He's cool, but. But you and birds. I was just going to ask, are you a bird boy? No, but penguins. I love (laughs) penguins. Penguins are cool. But if we're going to. If we're going to say one thing I will think that is kind of cool about Murkrow, he looks a lot like the bird called Reggae, I think, that is like Dr. Wily's weird sidekick. And oh, hey, weird. You're, you're going into some weird, like, kind of off-canon material for Mega Man, but yeah, he does, like, ha- have his own kind of, like, Rush-type animal counterpart, and it's a bird called Reggae. Mm-hmm. So... Cool. Random tangent Fair for enough. Mega Man. We're gonna sneak that in there. Uh, Gen three, <laughs> we have. Gen three. I mean, it's it's it's, it's no Chrono Trigger mentioned, but no. But we, I, I have my fondness <laughs> for the Blue Bomber there. But yeah, we have uh, Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, and eventually Emerald. And I, for yes. myself, this is definitely where like I would have been probably like you know early mid teens, so kind of not really caring about Pokemon as much. And hmm. I do remember borrowing, I think, Sapphire off of one of my buddies. Like, his little brother had it done with it. So I borrowed it for a bit. And I really enjoyed it. But, like, it wasn't nearly the same kind of world-shattering experience that Gen 1 or 2 was, right? It was just a just a good RPG. Mm-hmm. Look, Am I that's, writing that's down fair. for Sapphire, then? We could go with Sapphire, that's... especially because, like, if we're yeah. going to look at it later, then it would have been Alpha Sapphire was my choice. So between the two, right. and, and Kyogre is my favorite. I like that big whale. I'm a you know, Gojira fan. Yeah. Whales are just cool. And blue being more of a favorite <laughs> color. And Okay, but Whalelord? Whalelord's just, just the best. <laughs> He's just so big. He's a giant blimp. He's, He's so big. Huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so Gen 3 was the introduction of a lot of really big changes to the franchise. Like, we had things like Pokemon's getting abilities and natures. Like, it was a lot of behind the scene mm-hmm. mechanical stuff. And I would. Was Gen 3 or 4 the physical special split? Gen, was Gen, 3, Gen 4 it? was the physical special split. Oh, it was Gen yeah. 4. Okay. Uh, which you're getting into some technical battle terms with that. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, but <laughs> I I don't know how much Josh told you, but I I am very hardcore. I, <laughs> I love this darn game. I am this franchise a fan, and I know a fair bit. Mm. I don't know if I would say I'm as intense as that, but I mm. do I do know a thing or two about the old Pokemon there. And the old Pokemon. Well, this th- this is why we brought Zoe on the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is uh, an interesting. Wait. 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 We, I, I at least came into this knowing that she'd blow us out of the water. So, yeah. Yeah. no, it, it's so it's good. A, it, it's it, it's still a solid time, but I will say, as the franchise goes on, my love does tend to waver. I'm not, you know, a Gen One purist, but at least so Gen Three is my favorite generation, just in flavor and in a lot of the Pokemon that it introduced and all that. And yeah, and then we got like double battles. We got uh, that was the end. an actual ish. Plot in the game, it wasn't good. That didn't make any sense. No, yeah, no. It, it, it's hilarious <laughs> that the villain motivations are: I'm gonna flood the planet, or I'm going to put in such a drought that the world is nothing but land. And it's just like, okay, yeah. and then what though? Yeah. <laughs> and in a world where, like, 
I mean, it's the famous meme, seven out of 10, too much water. It, it just <laughs> both like that. The fact that Gen 3 had so much water, both of those arguments felt so strange, like both of those motivations or whatever. Um, and then we got, God, the whole thing with Rayquaza and Deoxys, like the whole weird space battle. I think it's I think it's just in the remakes where you like literally ride Rayquaza yes. into the space. Yeah. The space, it's, apparently, it's is what we're very, calling it. Um, <laughs> very never-ending story. Oh, God. It's, yeah. Yeah. But Gen 3, so I th- actually think, oh, okay, I'm not going to say least favorite because, you know, we haven't gotten to Gen 8 yet. But um, <sighs> Gen 3 is, is low on my list. I actually skipped it for a long time as a kid. And I've come back to it since and really enjoyed it. But um, I... I think looking back on it now, it's maybe ADHD, but it just was too, I don't know. It didn't grip me. I but really it's like great now. Like the mall, the, the map feels really small and there's something about that I really like. But in reality, it's definitely bigger than mm-hmm. Panto. Panto is just a loop. But mm-hmm. like yeah, there was something about the Gen 3 maps and biomes and whatnot are surprisingly memorable. Mm-hmm. The music is, oh my God, so good. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I don't know. Something about it. It Probably, though, because it's the Pokemon game that I have easily sunk the most time into. Because, like I said, it, yeah. the, the remakes are the ones that I caught and all. So, it's... Nice. Yeah. yeah. For, and, like, the world of Gen 3, like, you're... you're. It's funny because you're, you're, like, touching on it. But it's, like, it's an emotion that's hard to put some words around. But uh, the Gen 3 felt like the world was live in a bowl like it, it felt connected like the people with the the rock tunnel i forget what it's called where they stopped drilling through the tunnel because the wismer were getting hurt by the noise yep. so they like they stopped y- you know there's a story there about this corporation somehow that actually cares about pokemon which is weird and then that doesn't happen <laughs> and then this dude is going to go clean out the rock tunnel or whatever it's called i'm calling it the gen 1 name um by hand so that he doesn't hurt the wismer's ears and then is that the same tunnel that you're saving this guy's pico um which is the nickname what is the actual pokemon called wingle yeah um, yeah like there was just there was a lot of like there's a, and and then so you contrast that with the villains who are like just trying to demise the world or demolish the world there was just a lot of like feeling of oh and that's the one where you show up and the ma chokes are moving you in. Yep. In the remakes, I think you get to like ride a Rhyhorn out of your parents' house or something. <laughs> just, yeah, it just felt, you felt really in touch with the world in it. Um, it's got my favorite of the fossil Pokemon, which is the Cradilly line. Oh, neat. Those are my favorite fossil Pokemon. Yeah. I, I'm, They're just I'm a, I'm a Kutu, uh, Kabutops. He's mm. just cool looking. He's useless. He's the worst typing combo. <gasps> But yeah, he just looks cool. <laughs> You've brought me back now because I was just about to be like, um, praise Helix. And then we have to get into Twitch Plays Pokemon. If you want to talk sweeping <laughs> Pokemon, uh, what do you call that? Phenomena? Like, not fantasy. Phenomena. Thank I, you. I was there for uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon. I, I didn't watch it same. much, but it was very yep. much one of those things. Like my buddy came to come over and he's like, you know, have you heard mm-hmm. of Twitch Plays Pokemon? No, it was that. It's just like. Basically, just the world is controlling this Pokemon game. And I think I tuned in at what was one of the worst possible times. It wasn't as bad as, like, the Team Rocket hideout with all of the teleports, but it was the one spot where it's, like, 
you have the four ledged hills that you oh, can yeah. just walk along the top, yeah. or oh, if you go God. down, you're trapped, right? And mm-hmm. ten plus hours of the mm-hmm. struggle to get through this route because everyone who's trying to contribute to this game is a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the, or really... they want to be the one who's who sets in motion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Twitch plays was a very interesting thing. And they've done Twitch plays with several things. I mean, hell, they I'm pretty sure they've had like a goldfish with like certain sensors yeah, to detect enough to it to actually play it. And it's nothing yeah. will ever yeah. reach that height that Twitch plays Pokemon no. was. And yeah, that's where we it get It harkens memes. back to, yeah, like Praise Helix, but it, it harkens back to um, like it transcending, like with the Pokemon movie for me, cool kids, loser kids, Twitch plays Pokemon was, you know, me here in bum heck Canada and like some guy in, I don't know, Japan or in whatever, Indiana. Africa, like <laughs> Indiana, <Nebraska>. like <laughs> the entire world. Yep. Probably all similar age, not all, but so many of us of a similar age who just have that such strong tie to it. Yep. And we're all just typing A into this chat over and over <laughs> and over again or up or whatever. And we just, so many, what was it? Was it tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands? I don't know. People come together. It, to it was massive. Stupid goal. Oh, well, it's just so good. And even on the note of that, like the fact that, so... Pokemon has done this more than anything has ever, has become like a worldwide thing. So obviously when it hit the scene, they mm-hmm. Pokemania, as they called it. Pokemania yeah. was, was the thing. Yeah. And then, you know, Pokemon just always kind of lingered around in the background after it kind of died in popularity. And then it exploded once again with, you know, Pokemon Go was kind of like a world uniting experience. Oh, yeah. Like you said, Twitch Plays is another, it was an unintended phenomena, but still a massive phenomena all the same. And then within recent years, uh, thanks to the insane boom of Pokemon card collecting, it became in the public eye once again, and just as big as it ever was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It it goes through spurts. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Pokemon is the number one most valuable franchise in the world. It so is. Yep. yeah, oh, they're clearly yeah. doing something right for everything that we say they are doing wrong, which is so frustrating because it could be it could oh it could be so much better. It could, it could but be. It doesn't yeah. have yeah. to be, and that's the problem. I know. Um, it's okay with just being okay. Yeah. yeah. So what? They're gonna sell millions. Like, great example was uh, Scarlet and Violet. How broken they were on release. Mm-hmm. Still sold like hotcakes. Is it like 11 mm-hmm. million and copies in Japan on day one and like a million copies yeah. in Japan is a big deal? So, yeah. 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 It's, it's... And before that, like Gen 8 um, was the first gen that like you couldn't really catch them all. Like you'd, you'd game coded, you know, they will yeah. not put all the Pokemon to the game. So you had people like with rage boners like myself, I will admit, Dancing. I didn't buy Gen 8 or play it um, because of that. And so the internet, I, I, what we see now is a small minority. We're so vocal about the hate, but then like, you know, best-selling or whatever, whatever stupid sales they had, um, they could, they could do anything. They could poop on a stick and brand it Pokemon and we would buy it. Yep. And I am frustrated by that, <laughs> but out of passion. As, as long as it's out of passion, you aren't mm-hmm. hurting anyone in the end. Mm-hmm. What else did... Gen 3 didn't have a whole lot more outside of that. Well, it probably did, and I'm not... The only other Gen 3 property that I can think of outside of 
the main games is there was another pinball iteration. There was mm-hmm. the mystery dungeons, which was that was the introduction <gasps> oh, of that franchise, which is a great franchise. So I, wow, I couldn't really get into it. <laughs> Something about it just wasn't for me. And now, mm. as an adult, though, I still haven't really dabbled in Pokemon Mystery Dungeons. They are one of my favorite types of games. Classic tile-based roguelikes are my shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're fun. But I'm gonna play Stone. It's Super. it's a neat spinoff. It is a really cool spinoff. <laughs> And you got to play as the Pokemon. That was like, that was yeah. pretty, I think that was new. I do admit that I had kind of a very touching moment when I was, because the original one, and it doesn't in the remake that they made for Switch as well, but they also kind of tweaked it where if you're not happy with it, you can check. But it has a quiz when you boot up the game. Because the whole premise right. of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is like some mysterious thing happened and now you're a Pokemon in the world of Pokemon. <laughs> but. Yeah, it does a personality test at the very beginning, and I did the personality test, and guess what Pokemon it spat me out out of the, like, 30-ish I think you can get as your main character? Bulbasaur. No. Magikarp. I got my Q-bone. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's just one of those so things sweet. where it just kind of lined up. Um, And I played the demo yeah. for the Switch remake, and it does the quiz still, but it's like, this is what you are. But if you're not happy with that, you could just pick. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is, yeah. which is did, nice. Did it give you Q-Bone as well? No, I think when I did it this time. Oh, so that's why you didn't like it. I got, <laughs> I, I want to say I got like Machop, and I was like, that's stupid. I don't want a Machop. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was the start of the, the Mystery Dungeon series. And yeah, except for, you know, Coliseum on the GameCube. And to mm-hmm. a further extent, though, this might be kind of creeping into Gen 4. There was uh, Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness which is the yes. one with Shadow yep. Lugia, but I will never, being a early 2000s internet kid, not see just a laughing emoji when I see XD. <laughs> yes. how the internet I, works. Um, I have that game pictured in my head when I say Pokemon Coliseum. I just realized that. But yeah, they're totally two different things. Oh, really? Yeah, my brain just went wonk on that. To be fair, it is the sequel uh, to Coliseum. They're both on GameCube. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Okay, okay. I didn't uh, get to play those. I'm really disappointed in myself. No, I've never played them either. I know that they are, mm. funny enough, like Pokemon games, though they are RPGs, uh, Colosseum and uh, Gale of Darkness are the most like actual RPGs in the sense that you're following Absolutely. a very linear plot. You can't really go around and catch Pokemon. You can get variety and do team building, but it's nowhere near the extent. Um, yeah. Like, there's villains. There's Just a very ones. different yeah, it's, style. Yeah, structure is entirely different. Um, yeah. Favorite Gen 3 Pokemon? Well, you said uh, Kyogre. No, no, um, I, that was I'm my going... favorite legendary of th- or three. Oh, my yeah. B. My yeah. B. Okay. Well, you go first. Then. Absol. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm an edge boy. Yeah, yeah I was going to say probably for the same reason I chose Umbreon last yeah. gen. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Numel. Um, Don't care. <gasps> just relatable. No, Numel... Get out of here. <laughs> Numel's top notch. I can agree just, with that. Just, just so relatable. Yeah. Well, I always get stuck between Camerupt and uh, Torkoal. So I have written down Camerupt. Okay. I like that. So I'm, he's, he's yeah, neat I'm better than you, Josh. His, his Mega may be I, sad. <laughs> Yo, yeah. It's yeah, true. but Numo is so relatable. I'm surprised <laughs> for, none for, of us said Flygon. Flygon's pretty dope. I do. And like, uh, well Tort- Torkoal <gasps> is the tortoise, yeah. right? Has like yeah. little uh, steam coming out of him or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm changing my answer. I'm going Bale Ryan. Sorry. I'm a I'm a goober and forgot that it was Gen 3. He's just a ball. 
Shields the ball, yeah. Will Ryan is the third evolution. <laughs> right, right. Second evolution. That big, big hairy mustache. Oh, yeah. And just <laughs> fat and lazy and dirt. And that's me. So relatable. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, are these next gens, how are you guys feeling about them? I have lesser. Just due to time. Yeah, I have, I have lesser thoughts on Gen 4. I mean, so we have Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. And uh, this is kind of, I remember there being a bit of hype with like a few of my buddies in high school, because I would have been in early high school with this. And I picked up Pearl and I played through it. And it just, it was just another game that I played and put down by the end of it. However, oh no. and I'm, I'm basically spoiling my end of this generation right at the start. But uh, he's got to start it as a penguin. It wins. Yeah. It wins. That's, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I actually have a lot of love for the next two generations. Do you? Uh, All right. Yeah. When Hubby asked me what Pokemon he should play first, I gave him Gen 4. Um, okay. I think there's a lot of value to it. I have a lot of love for a lot of the Pokemon in it. And um, it started, was it the first generation to give us new evolutions? No, it wasn't. But it had a lot of like cool new evolutions to previous lines. It expanded the Eevee line. Um, oh my God, the Pokemon Underground. Oh, we didn't touch on secret bases in, in, in season three and gen three. Oh, um, but the Pokemon Underground was like a really neat way of expanding on that idea. And uh, like, I would just, I would just be down there for hours digging at the walls and like getting whatever you could get out of there. Um, you could get fossils just... and you could get evolution stones, which like in previous games were like, you yeah. know, the fossils you got one of and the evolution stones were yeah. like, you know, pretty rare, right? So it was actually kind of yeah. cool. You could just get them now. And, and admittedly, mm -hmm. because, you know, we, we should probably mention that this is the first gear Nintendo DS Pokemon game. So obviously yes. we got to pimp out that touchscreen <gasps> somehow. You could, you could shine your yes, badges. Yes, actually, that was something that was really cool. You open up the profile, and if you yeah. didn't touch them a while, they become kind of musty and dimmed, and yeah, you got to polish mm. them on up. And you crank up the volume and shine them, like, right in your sister's ear, and yeah, <laughs> so good. And they make better sounds when you tap them if they're clean. Yes. Yeah. Um, it also had Giratina, which is, like, again, going kind of edgelord, right? Um, that was a really cool, like, kind of, I guess, darker side of pokemon we hadn't really seen that so um, if i remember in diamond and pearl at the very least giratina was very obscure to find and just not mm -hmm. really part of the plot at all as where in the uh in platinum he was the plot so yeah i might be remembering bits of platinum with it um yeah i just yeah i just loved gen 4 i don't know i i'm tempted to call it my second favorite gen but it gets blurry after Gen 2. Not like, not blurry as in misremembering, but blurry as in trying to choose a favorite. Guess, yeah. yeah. It's difficult. Uh, yeah. Josh, have you have you any exposure? Well, I guess you did get one of the remakes, right? No, I was going to. I was going to get uh, Brilliant Diamond. Ah. So, but I, I didn't. But I've, a lot of these games where I haven't played them, I've seen bits and pieces of them. Mm -hmm. So, and oh, for, the, for the most part. It's so good. They did have a lot so, of nice. But yeah, the, yeah. The, this is certainly one I'm. I plan on getting in one of the remakes. I, I plan on playing them all eventually one day. Uh, well, half of gotta, all. Gotta play them all. <laughs> yeah. Play them all. Yeah. Uh, get it easy. Now, 
so one one thing that we didn't actually uh, start asking. So let's let's kind of wrap this up. Uh, well, wrap this question up here quick. First gen. What version would you rather play? Oh, Fire Red, Leaf Green, easily. No, 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 no. First gen. I mean, the original Game Boys. Oh wait, like red or blue or yellow? Well, yeah, red, blue. My favorite color. Okay. I Zoe? think my answer for this is for all of these is going to be the third. The third. The third one. Yeah. yeah so like that's, yellow that's what I was kind of wondering. Crystal and yeah. I'm I'm gonna pick blue for the first gen just because as much as having Pikachu follow you around was great. <laughs> if you had to change them out, you couldn't. Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun challenge. Yeah, it is. But if you ever want to change your team comp, yeah. uh, second one, yeah, crystal, silver, still yeah, silver, right? crystal, yeah, yeah. Uh, third gen, uh, emerald. If if I had a way and emerald. it wasn't so stupidly expensive, yes, emerald. Emerald is I feel significantly like third, better. Yeah, the third gen is where the third game starts, like significantly adding things, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm um, I'm pretty sure Crystal did, it, but not a little. It ended a bit. Yeah, you could be her. You you could, and then also there was like the centralized plot about the dogs, right? So oh, it yeah. did change things up a little bit. But yeah, Gen Three is when they really started adding like so base Gen Three was just you know pretty much the game and plot, and then Emerald introduced like pretty much the entire post game, which is where a lot of people would have actually got their introduction to like actually playing Pokemon properly and like EVs yes. like. Uh, you know, proper move set and team comp and all that kind of stuff because it was like the Pokemon Stadium, how they capped you at certain levels and there were conditions like you had to battle like an adult. Yeah, like yeah. Gen 3 was also the first one to introduce, was it the Battle Frontier yes. then? Yeah. And yeah. apparently it's the um, best of these versions. Like, yes. uh, I think either that or Gen 5 has the best like post-game strictly battle Coliseum type stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Where it's it's almost competitive Pokemon, yeah. but still within the game. So, yeah. so for the most part, moving forward in these things, it's going to be like, you know, my preference is always like whatever the blue is of that generation will be the one that I'm picking. But which one I would mm -hmm. want to play is going to be the third eventual re-release for most of these cases. Until yeah. they get wacky yeah. and they just start yeah. making it again. Yeah, black two, white <laughs> black two. Black two, white two, well, and ultra sun and ultra moon. Ultra moon. Ultra moon. And yeah. nothing. And <laughs> to be determined. Yeah, was there? There wasn't a third one for Gen Eight. Was no, there. Because they did DLC. Right. Which is yes. Like yes. It's a dirty discussion about Pokemon. case. Oh. I'm gonna get angry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess. Uh, yeah. Unle unless you have uh, more gushing to do about Gen Four. Just favorite Pokemon. Yeah, uh, well, it, Impoleon, the, the Penguin Boy. Oh, he's pretty yeah. sweet. Uh, um, probably Chatot. <laughs> nice oh, good call oh, actually so, fun fact about Chatot because again we're going to the first game for the Nintendo DS this is the only Pokemon with something specific is you could record its cry for battle and he had to get banned from the competitive scene because people would be sending out Chatots that would just go fuck <laughs> of course they would <laughs> yeah. that's fantastic yeah. why does yeah. that not surprise yeah. me oh yeah. yeah someone's always going to ruin it yep um it's so hard it's it's always so impossible i love so many of these guys uh i'm torn between toxic croak and lumini luminion lumin luminion fish, Lum fish. <laughs> uh it is luminion i'm not losing my mind i'm a water trainer throwing that out I, there i do like water. oh uh, actually that's one we haven't touched on favorite typing yeah water steel i'm i'm at an impasse between fire and water to be honest mm, good choices all around it's 
<laughs> I mean, fire is fire, but water is usually more effective. True. It's a very, very safe type. <gasps> it is. No, I, I, I think safe is uh, the psychic type in Gen 1. Oh, oh god. god. What a broken game. Yep. We never really touched on how broken Gem 1 is, but what a broken damn game. Yep. 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 We might we might have to come back to this on a on a like case by case example, but for now we'll just stick to the broad mm-hmm. strokes. And uh we we're, we're starting to get into vague territory for me. Gen 5, black, white, black 2 and white 2 is mm-hmm. pretty much when Pokémon was like entirely off my radar in my life oh, no. yeah and so i never actually played through them and i got you know either black or white too i can't remember a couple of years back and i just haven't actually had the time to sit down with it except when i'm trying nuzlocks and failing at them but <laughs> my understanding is i'm very much not alone in the whole like you know pokemon being off my radar with gen 5 and it is i think the worst selling generation and one <gasps> the cup everything Pokemon related is ludicrously expensive, but like these games I guess are one, the final of the two D iterations, and two, I guess the absolute peak of Pokemon when it comes to like if you talk to the diehard fans, five did everything right. Yeah. Oh, I've got a lot to say on that too. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of my spiel about Gen Five, so feel free to take the floor because uh I I, I do have a favorite Pokemon from this gen, but we will get there. I'm trying to um, Google if Gen 5 is the story that I think it is. I know Gen 5 had N, yep. um, but there's this other part of the story that like sticks in my mind. Also, just really quick shout out to Gen 4 side games, Pokemon Ranger. Let's go. All right. Um, uh, it's Gen 4 also, yeah. Pokemon Conquest. Oh, I don't know. Romance of the Three Kingdoms and Final Fantasy Tactics meets Pokemon. This is a thing. Oh. <gasps> Oh my goodness. You've got me at Final Fantasy Tactics. Yep. Amazing. That's another DS game. And yes, there was Ranger, there was more Mystery Dungeon game. And uh, there's like a stadium type game for the Wii. Yes, Rumble? You know, it's, it's, I don't there's know. There's a few Rumble yeah. games. There is a few Rumble games. And I think they fall more in the Gen 5 category. Uh, and Potentially, like little toy yeah. Pokemon. But yeah, so it, that. Gen 5. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to find what gen is the gen with. Oh, I just need to put in Floet. Floet generation. Is that? Oh, it's six. Okay, carry on. All right, so this is still Gen 5. Okay, so Gen 5 is just N. Um, I will admit I didn't get black to white too because this was about the time that I started um, having to buy these things for myself. <laughs> so That makes it more difficult, yes. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's fair and respectable, I think. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I do know about Gen 5 is that these base black and white were very polarizing because it was one of the few times they didn't really bring back any classic Pokemon. It was a brand new 151 for a region. And this is yes. some of the most yes. hated designs in Pokemon. <gasps> Hold on. No. This isn't me speaking. This is just a grand perception Sorry. as people thought they were like really dumb. So you've got stuff like Sorry, you know, notable examples are going to be Trubbish, the garbage bag Pokemon, or like the vanillish oh, line, which is just ice cream. And, you yeah. know, people think it's dumb. Now, if someone made a really interesting point to me is that Gen 5 is basically take Gen 1, but put a very mm-hmm. American spin on it, because the region that Gen mm-hmm. 5 is based on is based off of 
York. So a lot of yep. the Pokemon are actually just kind of westernized parallels to the original 151. So you've got stuff like Bufalon or Tauros, right? Or going back yeah. to Garbodor, its counterpart would be, counterpart would be something like Grimer, where in like Japan, I guess they have more of like a toxic waste kind of dilemma, as where in New mm-hmm. York they have like trash piling up and stuff like that. And after learning that, yeah. I actually got a lot more respect for the design choices that they made for Gen 5. And it did make me want to play it more. I just still have yet to actually, like, I have to just not nuzlocke and actually it. just play it like a proper mm-hmm. Pokemon game first. No, that's a great point, actually. I'm looking at the the poster for Gen 5. And you're totally right. Like, the Conkledur yeah. line is absolutely Machoke, Machamp. Mm-hmm. Drillburrs, Diglett, for sure. Great Drill point. Burr's also just adorable. Um, oh, yeah. And... Not too many of them are adorable. Dwebble is super yeah. cute. Yes, but like a is. lot of them are like cool rather than cute. Braviary, America. Uh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to touch back on what you said because that's my favorite thing about this generation. Until now, uh, introducing new gens, you still had Pokemon from the previous gen in like your initial playthrough and so as much as you can tell yourself okay i'm starting a new generation of pokemon i'm only gonna new do new guys oh but then that you never see happens a, yeah you see a gosh darn psyduck in the wild and you're gonna play with them <laughs> um whereas gen 5 until you got to post game like you had to go through that entire game with only the new pokemon and it accomplished i think two things it made you discover these new Pokemon and learn their typings and have like a new fresh experience as a 20 something year old who's burnt out on the series already. And that was fun until the post game and then post game hits and you get your national deck and your refreshment comes in the form of, oh my God, I can get all these past Pokemon now. Oh, there's my buddy Psyduck. I love you. Let's level you up and EV breed you and or ivy breed you and you know um then it, it just, kind of plays in nostalgia as well with yeah. that but it, it makes kind you of like you, you've experienced it. this and mm-hmm. yeah and makes you earn new favorites yeah now in yeah, contrast absolutely. to that uh something that i would say in a negative light for gen 4 is a lot of the new pokemon introduced in gen 4 weren't available until post game which was dumb oh yeah. You can't access a I, lot of things until the post game in Gen 4. Totally forgot about yeah, that. So, uh. Yeah. I uh I also remember the um I guess antagonist, I guess you would call him in black and white. And he felt uh, he was he was relatable and he was questioning himself and he was he was a, a human with emotions and a father who sucked and um, I found him to be, I mean, compare that to Gen 3 antagonists with Magma and Aqua who are dumb, <laughs> just really <laughs> dumb. Um, I really liked N as a singular person and then his uh, his playing off of with his father in that story uh, was, I don't know, it just was a little bit more in depth. It was a little bit more adult because you never really get to be an adult in these Pokemon games. And it was just, it was just something that four-year-old Billy isn't going to appreciate as much as 20-something-year-old Zoe. Well, and funny enough that you actually mentioned the older tone with it, that was actually specifically by design because most Pokemon games up until that point, the protagonists, like 
canonical age, I think, is 10. As where mm-hmm. in black and white, or at the very least black and white too, uh, I, I think black and white too, I think they're yeah. like 16. Yeah, and definitely in black and white too. Yeah. yeah. So it they were definitely trying to go for like, hey, let's actually kind of try to grow up with our audience a bit. And then they reeled the fuck back on that decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're in school. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, um, is this when the the rivals start becoming little sissies? Not yet. No, th- we haven't got there just yet. So, um, we, is it, we, who are your rivals in this? So one? in Gen Five, you, like I said, I haven't played it's it. It's just but the other you. No, I think you, Sharon, I think is your rival in base black and white, and he becomes the gym leader for because you have a couple rivals in Gen Five, and this was the introduction of that. Yeah. And so I can't really speak to them that much, but uh, if, when we get to Gen I'm Six, the wiki. I can I can definitely <laughs> touch into that more in depth. Which, mm-hmm. uh, unless uh, have any other uh, thoughts on Gen Five, uh, favorite Pokemon? Dweeble. They um no, do- they reduce the HMs from eight to six, which is nice. In Gen Five, we're starting to see the reduction of HMs, which for me is a big touch point in a few of these games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gen Five Pokemon. You said Josh. You said Dweeble. 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 Oh, good yeah. call. He's adorable. He is adorable. He is adorable. He's a little rock crab, rock lobster. Rock lobster. <laughs> exactly. We were at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler, yours? Uh, I'm going to go again with another edgy pick. And funny enough, this is, like I said, I didn't play it, but this became a go-to Pokemon in Gen 6. Uh, Haxorus. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah right. The, the big yeah, yeah, old yeah. axe head dragon. I think he's got a solid design. And also, one of, if not, the first just straight dragon type Pokemon. Where is he? Are you sure he's Gen 5? He's way at the end. Oh, I might not be looking at a complete list here. I'm a goober. I wasn't looking at a complete list. You carry on. Oh, yeah, he's the axe you line. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, he's cool looking. Oh, Chandelure's in this one. I'm surprised that you take him over Drug Dragon, whatever that guy's Drudicon? name is. I'm sorry, what, Thanks, what was the yeah. name? Doug Dragon. <laughs> nah, he's dumb looking. He's um, just, he just looks wrong. Yeah, his first two evolutions are pretty cool, but then his final form is a little bit obnoxious. Mm. Um, this gen also introduced the weather trio, which are so lame. Oh. Forgot about the, that. The, the semi-line? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, you, you're talking about the guys that are just, they're just genies. Yes, genies and yeah, clouds. They look yep. the exact same, yep. but they're a little different. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 there's a lot of things I want to like about Gen Five, but because I haven't played it yet, I can't say I have that appreciation. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. I'm struggling to choose my favorite Pokemon yet again. I oh god, oh my god, there's just so many. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put myself outside of my water typing, and I'm just gonna go Chandelure because it was really great. Fire Ghost is such a great typing too. That's pretty solid. All right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I did Pokemon yeah, White, and you did Pokemon which, Tyler? I, I'm th- trying really hard to think about the one that I have, and I think I have Black 2. So put me mm. down for that, or just Pokemon Black. Same vein, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, jo- Josh, pick one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go okay. White. Cool. Oh. Just, I do like the Legendary for White more. I will say that. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And I loved that N got the other legendary and you had to fight them. That was cool. Oh, that is really cool, actually. So, yeah, it was really neat. Uh, moving on to the 3DS, which uh, would be when I kind of started to care about Pokemon again. 
because uh, Gen Six though with X and Y. Yeah. So and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a huge fan of X and Y. They're they're okay. Uh, but it was a big deal because this was the first time it pleased in in my experience like a proper Pokemon game. Obviously, now in actual 3D sorta, and mm-hmm. you know it was an interesting take to see these classic models. And not only that. This is when they started really going hard on the Gen 1 nostalgia and started yeah. in hard. So the fact that your first forest in Gen 6 is just a legitimate recreation of Viridian Forest from Gen 1, almost down to having yeah. the exact same Pokemon, it, you get to like the third town and the professor's just like, oh, hey, here's one of the first three starters. Just here you go. Have a Squirtle, Bul- Bulbasaur, or Charmander. And yeah, they they went hard. And you pick Bulbasaur. <laughs> I actually think he gave you the one based on the starter you pick. So if you pick like the fire starter, you get the water or grass one or something like that. So I don't think you were actually able to choose. But all the okay. same, it was still like they they were like, "Do you remember this? It was great, wasn't it? You should love this as much as you loved that." And mm-hmm. Gen Six is oh sorry, I, I will I will give you the floor. No, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm interrupting so much. Oh, no, it's all right. Um, Oh, God, no. Gen 6 introduced Mega Evolutions and Fairy Typing, too, which was pretty wild. Fairy Typing to balance, um, gosh, which one? Dragon. Dark? Steel? Dragon? Yeah. It just that whole side, like, half of Pokemon types that nobody could ever remember which one was better than the other, or, you know, effective against the other, um, in my opinion. Because, like, you know, rock, ground, uh, water, Grass fire, easy. But then those other weird ones, really difficult to remember for me. Uh, but Mega Evolution was huge. And it was the first of many gimmicks. And so many people say the best of many gimmicks. And I think I'm tempted to agree. I, I like Mega Evolution more than Gigantamax or what is it now? Terastalize? Oh, so Terastalizing, I think, is like game mechanic wise, it is the dopest shit. <laughs> but visually it is awful yeah. like it's 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 meant for you know six-year-olds and i can't handle big, that i'm big too old blingy crown um, crystal pokemon yeah <laughs> but like the game mechanics of those are crazy but the game mechanics of mega evolution was kind of cool and kind of sort of digimon-esque oh, which so is very digimon-esque i was like my boys have been doing yeah. this for years <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. um um, but I, I, that was kind of like where I wanted to get back into the series. And Josh, to mm-hmm. address your uh, question earlier, this is when they started uh, not 100% because you had multiple rivals, but this is when they started really going easy on you with the rivals. It's, yeah. Gen, it's yeah. Gen 7 that we get our first uh, Cole, buddy, you need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've, like I said, I played the first gen and then I went straight to the eighth gen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And just, well, well, we'll get to 8th gen here soon enough. <laughs> I, I really like Mega Evolution. It is, as I said, my favorite yes. gimmick. Gen 6 has yeah. my easily least favorite map. Mm. Yeah, I remember getting lost a good bit. Not lost, but like annoyed. It, it's because everything revolves around the town in the center, which is like a big circle, but you only have the first half of it oh, unlocked. Right. And, you know, it's the first game they ever did in 3D, so it was just a little weird to navigate. And... Admittedly, yeah. a lot of it is not very memorable in my mind. I don't know. Just Gen Six, just yeah. showed, like you know, it was a big deal, and then you got through it, and you're like, "What? What just happened?" 
Yeah. So. Yeah. It um I I agree with that. Like I can't really remember much of the gameplay, uh, but except for like the ending cutscene with the giant guy and his little floet. And like I remember uh again, like actually kind of welling up at that because it was really emotional because he like I I don't remember the details of it, but he couldn't die or something. And then now that you found his floet or now that he had his floet back, oh, she came back because you turned him into a better person and then he was able to die or something. And, and it was really you're touching. You're also neglecting the fact that they also addressed this whole plot line that like a hundred years ago, they built this machine that sucked the life force out of Pokemon and they all died so they could oh, fire yeah. a giant doom laser. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Josh, you missed you miss some totally weird right. shit in these games. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. So... so um, like I said, I did Gen 1 and Gen 8. I've seen a lot of these, though. Like, Gold Silver I've seen, Ruby Sapphire, mm-hmm. Diamond Pearl. Haven't seen anything on Black and White and X and Y and Sun and Moon. So mm-hmm. th- this is definitely unknown territory for me. But I'm sorry, Giant Death Laser? Yep. <laughs> that's powered by the life force of different Pokemon? Also, it has the dumbest villain who is just like, I am going to commit genocide for the sake of the beauty of the planet. Right. Yeah. He was like super uh, extravagant, we'll Fashionable. Say. He, was, he um, was big into the fashion scene. And like the whole, his team yeah. was like very, very stylish and all that kind of stuff. And one thing that I did think was actually kind of cool is, so his like, I guess, right-hand man, uh, a lady in this case, is the like news broadcaster. And then you yeah. also find out she's one of the uh, members of the Elite Four. And I thought, like, you know, that's actually kind of cool, incorporating, like, yeah. a key member of the villain group just into, like, the world as an integral member of the plot, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm evil, but I also have, like, a nine-to-five. So, yeah. right. <laughs> and so that, it, but aside from Mega Evolution, uh, X and Y don't do much for me. That said, this is also the gen that gave us Alpha Sapphire and Ruby and... I yeah. love Alpha Sapphire. It just introduced more Mega Evolutions, improved upon Gen 3 being my favorite. Hot M all became very tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the primal, the primal mega evolution, primal reversion was really cool. Yep. Um, we didn't uh, we didn't touch back on the other remakes, which I, we don't have to, but you know, Fire Red Leaf Green and uh Heart, Heart Gold. Gold and Soul Silver. If I have to name a favorite Pokemon game ever, it's Heart Gold. Yeah. Um, if I'm not counting Soul Hacks, Silver is yes. a quality remake in my mind. Uh, so mm-hmm. and they yeah. they went all out with the Gen two remakes and Gen four. So mm-hmm. they didn't fix the level wackiness of Gen two, but that's fine. Do you, do you mean like you mean like in the second half of the game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was mostly no. You know what? Is even a little bit in the first half. It's like they didn't give you enough trainers to level up between the gyms and you just had to just beat up wild Pokemon. And like, yes, that is Pokemon, but it was so exacerbated in Gen 2. But you're right. I think it was much worse in the second just half. deliberately grindy um, for the sake of grindy. Yeah. Um, we also forgot to touch on Pokemon Contest in Gen 3, which I'm reading was brought back for Omega oh, Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I loved Contest. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's great. They're dumb, yeah. but they're so cool. So, Josh, I'll explain to you how contests work. It's basically, <laughs> it's like Pokemon battles, right? 
So you just you okay. know, you go into it, you have your same moves that you would. But instead of the moves doing damage, they do different things that are based judged on like it's like what smart beauty coolness and something else and uh and something basically else. what you're doing is you're strategically using these moves to wow the audience yeah. oh jesus yeah. it's a show yeah and the different things that you do so it's like it's four pokemon going and your move instead of like so thunderbolt instead of actually doing damage to something it might intimidate the other pokemon who are about to perform so they might mess up and they'll right. get less hearts for like the affection of the crowd and yeah, it was just a really cool kind of side thing to get super invested. And I think in the remakes, they made like a whole mm-hmm. plot line. Yes, they so. did. And you could, um, you You're know so how... so dominant. It is. Exactly. Yeah. And you could get really mechanically into it too. Not as in-depth as the main games. Um, Gen 6 was also the game that introduced the way to level up EVs that wasn't beating up Pokemon. Uh, fighting gym something. I forget what it was called. Uh but in with the Pokemon contest, you know how you have like six IVs. You could have s- points. You could use Poffins, I think they yep. were called, um, to level up your coolness, your beauty, your cuteness, cleverness, or toughness are the other two. Mm. Um, and so you could like spec your Pokemon into cleverness, and then its clever moves will do better in the contest. Like just some, yeah, just side stuff. Oh, um, that was something else so we didn't fun. really touch on. Is um. It was Gen, so Gen 2 introduced, like, you know, affection evolution, but then, like, Gen 3 started getting really mm-hmm. wacky, like, there's, what, uh, Phoebus is, like, you have to win contests for that evolution, and then... Yes. I, I can't think of any other examples, but going up to Gen 6, there's the one Pokemon that the only way to evolve it is that when it levels up at a certain level, you have to be holding the DS upside down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they started getting really yeah. obscure with some of their conditions, right? So Pokemon has very like the internet has ruined secrets forever. But at the same time, they've always at least mm-hmm. tried yes. to keep like still a lot of mysteries in these games. Yeah. So but uh I guess yeah. we're carrying on a bit. Uh Gen 6, I don't know if I have a favorite Pokemon. Yeah, I've got two again that I'm torn between. Um I'm torn between the I think I lied to you when I said that. Cradillia was my favorite fossil Pokemon because I forgot about Aurorus, who is definitely my favorite fossil Pokemon. She's so beautiful. She's a dinosaur with like rainbowy mane. Hello. I do. I do like <laughs> um, that design a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just have a. Game. And then Dragolage is the water poison Pokemon who's dope. Or Gelge, I think. Um, yeah, it's like the seaweed dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I'm going to have to go with Aurorus, though, for this. I remember using her and loving her. So, because I don't know anything about this generation, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Chestnut. Just because it looks like it's out of Mega Man. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. kind of does, actually. It does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just looking over what they have here, um, yeah, the roster for Gen 6 is not doing a lot more. So, I'm going to go with Noivern, because I actually really like Noivern's mm. design, this bat dragon kind of thing. And I like that he's a very, like, sound-based attacker. So. Yes. That sort of stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Did you uh, play X or Y? I played Y because of the Y chromosome. That was the dumbest reasoning why I was just like, sure, that makes sense. Because uh, to- I shit you not. I played X because of the X. Oh, chromosome. okay, perfect. I feel, I feel <laughs> my logic because I just did not care between the two. None of the legendaries were doing it for yeah. me. If I had to say between no. the two, though, I like Xerneas more. I don't know the deer, 
it's, it gives mm-hmm. me straight vibes of the whole thing from Princess Mononoke, and I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, I, I yeah. just really didn't care between either of them. It's just I'm gonna pick a Pokemon game. So funny to know that I'm not yep. the only one who went Chromosome. That makes sense. Look at that one. Yeah, I feel like. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. I feel like that must have been common. Gen six also had it. Some it had rad, to uh, have been. Yeah. Right, which just means why sold a bunch more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But. It was yeah, but again, Alpha Sapphire is the like the the thing that saved Gen Six for me. So mm-hmm. now we're into a, a, I feel like this yeah Gen kind of put Pokemon on life support for a little bit. Uh, yeah, what happened in Gen, Gen 7? Seven? Like, I don't know why. It, it felt like it, it wasn't even the whole no one really cares about Pokemon. I almost felt like people were actively uh... hating on it at this point. Now, this was the first one to actively try to shut down the national decks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they discarded the gym structure, even though... That was the big it one. It was basically yeah. the same with like the trials, but instead of like fighting a gym leader, you fought like a boss Pokemon, basically, which... In theory, was a cool concept. In practice, was stupid. And mm-hmm. this was also a bit of a graphical leap because this was the first Pokemon game where you weren't like that shrunken chibi style kind of graphics. You were actually like mm-hmm. a full sized boy or girl. And it was the first Pokemon you could move uh, off of the grid. There was no grid. Yeah, you moved freely. So, like, yeah. if, if to get into the move line freely. of sight of trainers, like, it was like they were actually scanning for you. It was almost like a stealth mini game mm-hmm. at that point. And I just, I, so I played through, I got Moon because I, I like nighttime. And the bat guy looked kind of cool. The lion looked pretty cool as well, admittedly. But uh, I don't know. I just, I, I played through it. And it's another one, even worse than Gen 6, that I could, I just don't. Air. I just happened. Yeah. Um, oh, the introduction of Ultra Beast, which just made me mad. It's like, are they Pokemon or yeah, are they, they were... not? What are, What is this? <laughs> they felt like way worse Digimon. <laughs> they were horrible. Yeah. Like, they just looked fucky. Sorry. I, I don't know. It was one of those things where, like, it would have been cooler if they were not added to the Pokedex and they were just, like, unique boss fights. But, um... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gen seven did a lot of things very interesting and unique, but it also just made me mad. So I'm too. I I can't actually like deep dive into the details. Too many legendaries mm-hmm. at this point. Legendaries stopped being special. So many. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm reading now, and I'm gonna clarify for our listeners because you had me all wild about the national decks. So you could still catch them all. It's just that any Pokemon that were not in the Alola Pokedex just didn't have a Pokedex that, number. So, like, just the national Pokedex no, itself really. didn't yeah, exist. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, But all the Pokemons, yeah, all the Pokemons they were did. They were working to phase it out. You could trade them in, but yeah. then it was almost like they just didn't really exist. Oh, this introduced the Alolan evolutions. Alolan Executor? The memes. Oh, my goodness, the memes. <laughs> this, gen, this gen did give us a lot um, of memes. Buzzwool is... Yeah. King, king meme. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. sure. My uh most prominent memory of Alola or Pokemon Gen 7 is actually um playing Pixelmon in Minecraft. Uh this generation, like I played through it. I played through Moon. Um and it was fine or whatever, but then I picked up Pixelmon in Minecraft. If you guys know what that is. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I got so hooked on having all of the Alolan Pokemon in Minecraft. And I just remember 
Um, Because you could have the two legendary sun and moon people, whatever their names were. Uh, they would like open warp holes in the Minecraft world and then you would jump in it and it would bring you to a different like dimension in Minecraft. Anyways, that's my my biggest Gen 7 memory is in Minecraft. Is, so you're saying it was probably the better way to play Gen 7? I probably, honestly. Uh, Pixelmon's great. That was, yeah. that was pretty, yeah, I, I will admit. Yeah. It's a nice way to call back what they were doing because it was hard to care about them actually doing it in Pokemon. At least for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Favorite Pokemon, though, oh. from this gen? Oh, so yeah. I don't really care for many of them. There are some pretty cool designs. I will say that. But if I just had to pick mm-hmm. just solely on opinion, I'm going to say uh, Toucanon. Because he's just, it's just a Toucan <laughs> who's pissed off. Yep. Toucanon is he's, amazing. He's actually a good Pokemon. He's a very hard hitter. But, like, he's just an angry bird. And it makes mm-hmm. me giggle. So I would say two can. And if you get his hidden ability that makes um, moves like Bullet Seed that either could hit two or five times or whatever, um, it makes them always hit five times. He's got like three moves or two, it's two or three. I think it's three moves that are moves like those. Um, and then you have him use those moves. He's like, he's viable as well. He's a great mechanical Pokemon yes. to use. Um Josh, do you have one? I gotta Google. Oh, only one that I'm I can really think about is Mimi Q. Oh yeah. Oh Q. Okay. That, that's a pretty yeah. solid pick. He's a he's just a derpy motherfucker. He, he was <laughs> the it. breakout star of Gen Seven. Like out of anything that came of was it. He? Oh yeah, no people fell in love with Mimi Q because it's just it's just something that wants to be it's, Pikachu. It's, it's it's the Lechonk of the seventh gen. Yeah. Oh, there's wait was Mimi Q. Gen 7? Yep. Where is he? Oh, there he is. Okay. I used to get, just because of the names, Mimikyu and Pukumukumikyu mixed up a lot. The dumbest Pokemon. (laughs) Oh, but he's right beside Sandy Gast or whatever that thing is. Okay, but he's terrifying, (laughs) so he wins points in my book. (laughs) Fair. Pukumukumikyu is really cute in the new Pokemon Snap. Super adorable. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um... My favorite Pokemon is going to be Drampa, the goofy dragon that's like never ending story meets. That was my secondary yeah. pick. He's yeah. a good one. He's adorbs. Um, and I played Moon. I don't think I did Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon on this one. Again, because I was paying for the games myself. Uh, Moon, <laughs> yes. And then I picked up Ultra Sun. I think I got it cheap and I did nice. not finish it because I stopped caring. Yeah. Damn, so eh? admittedly, I have played an hour. If that of this generation, and it was all nice. for Moon. Perfect. Love that for you. Apparently, Fun. I picked the bad one to go back into the series with. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like a little bit forgettable. Like I don't even remember what the gimmick was. What of Alola, or was there one? Like wasn't it time time based? Stuff? So the big gimmick would have been the Alolan forms oh. and also Z move. Z moves. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. And your character did a goofy arm waggle with them and yeah. You gotta learn the dance. Lame. La dance. La dance. So next next gen, the eighth gen. This was uh, <laughs> the the first the first home console release. Pokemon so, mainline game. 
J- Josh, you, you, because you are dumb. the uh, the Gen Eight guy here. I mean, I did it as well, but yeah. you just went from one to eight. How how was your experience with Gen Eight? I missed Gen ha. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of my biggest downfalls of Gen Eight, uh, being missing a lot of the generations and whatnot. Like, obviously, it was a little overwhelming because there's so much new Pokemon I didn't know. Where the ones I did know were very few and far between. Uh, two, I couldn't stand Hop. Oh, the, yeah. the, the rival. That's... It made me want to throw myself down the stairs. That, that was something <laughs> I meant to bring up, actually. So Gen 7's uh, rival is How, and How is a complete pushover. And everyone was like, God, give us a good rival because it couldn't possibly get worse than this. And uh, Pokemon went, oh, yes, it can. And then they gave us Hop. Uh, yeah. I mean, that thing ruined. Like, it coming from Gen 1 to 8th Gen, I think... <sighs> I'm just so used to red just being an asshole. Like you, you pick mm-hmm. water, and he instantly picks the one that's gonna resist you. He's like, "Yeah, screw you!" And he's this big, like he's a douchebag. Mm-hmm. He's an actual rival. Then there's Hop. It's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Did you scrape your knee? Let me lick your wounds." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, I, I just found him so annoying. It was ah, oh, it, it ruined the experience the gigamax thing just made no sense it was very very easy overall and once i was done the the main campaign i was just kind of over it mm-hmm. now with that said well no i'll i'll get into it after but just yeah fuck up i hate him so the big draw for me for gen 8 because i mean i can even admit to this day like i still love pokemon but I, i'm getting pretty pretty tuckered out on like, I still haven't picked up Gen 9. I kind of want to. It looks like it's doing some cool stuff, but I'm zero rush. But the draw for me for Gen 8 was, one, it's the first console mainline game. And that's kind of a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. this, this series mm-hmm. had been strictly handheld up until this point, And then, you know, it's just like it's actually going to come to a proper console, quote unquote. I mean, I love my Switch more than anything, but at the same time, I could say, like, it's basically a handheld in power these days. It is a handheld yep. in power. Mm-hmm. And the big draw was obviously the wild area, the not open world. <laughs> to, take, to quote Sonic Frontiers, the open zone games. Yes. And <laughs> is that how they phrase that? That is actually that? the terminology for it. It's not an open world game. It's an wow. open zone. And, Perfect. you know, it, it was kind of interesting to think about like a Pokemon game where like you roam around and all that stuff. It seemed pretty cool. Oh boy, what a incredibly meh experience. More yeah, down, they, eh? yeah, the open open zone area was just yes, eh. super. Yep. It was like oh, this. Just imagine like opening and seeing outside for the first time, and then once you've been walking straight through a cornfield for an hour and you're still in the cornfield, it's like okay, mm-hmm. that's it. That's uh, is there anything else? And there's nothing right? there but shitty graphic corn exactly for miles yeah. yeah and like you know i'm not one to get all hung up on the graphics and all that kind of stuff but i can also say like you know it, it did not seem and i understand this is the one thing that it's kind of like you can see pokemon's dilemma as a multimedia franchise right it's not so easy as you can just delay the game to make it better because you have deadlines with the tv show you have to parallel and a trading card game but fuck it just if you great games are where you started at least sink the most effort. Them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's even worse now that we live in the age of like updates and all that kind of stuff where they can just put it out and then just try to maybe pick up on it later on. Like, you know, it's, sure, Gen 1 was a broken mess, but it was also in the time when like, you know, it was, if, if it functioned, You it weren't shipped. falling through the world. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and nowadays you can actually just sell a broken game and be like, but it won't be broken later. So don't worry about it. And but actually be lying about that because Scarlet Violet is still hot shit. Oh, that, <laughs> like it's in the that, bad that's, way. That will certainly add to my apprehension. And, you know, they brought back gyms for Gen 8. Uh, I don't care. The Gigantamax, I really didn't care. It was like, give me back my Mega Pokemon. No. Which instead of, so in Gen 7, they had Mega Pokemon, but they were very pushed to the side and super optional. And then Gen 8, they were just like, no, you can't have it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It just found like it felt like one step forward, two steps back for me. And I'm glad I played it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you didn't do what I did. You didn't shill out for the double pack. This is true. Wow. Well, it it was one of those things. It's kind of like I said, the first console Pokemon game. So kind of momentous, right? Just not momentous enough. Um, Now, did you do the DLC at all, or? No, I just didn't. Oh, I just surprised. didn't care. I really did not care. Um, now <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Silver lining to it. So Gen Eight is technically where we get slot in things like Pokemon Let's Go. And if you want to talk geek, don't care. I got it. I got Let's Go Eevee, and I was like, oh yeah, we're going mm-hmm. back. And I was like, oh wait, I just remembered how much I hate Pokemon Go, which we didn't really touch on at all. Uh, funny enough, um, no, lots of Pokemon Go stories. That's concerning, but. I'll tell the one, which is just uh, Pokemon Go came out the week before I started a job or like, sorry, we had been playing it for a little bit. So, you know, it came out a couple weeks before I started a job, but I uh, was that person who was playing Pokemon Go and wasn't watching where I was going. Oh, no. and I tripped and fell and I broke my foot oh. and then I showed up at my job a couple days later kind of thing with crutches and they were like, oh, my goodness, thank you for, you know, coming into training while you're injured. Whatever did you do? And I was like, oh, I was playing Pokemon and I fell. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. I'll, and, I'll give you that. You are you were the reason that's they great. started using that watch where you're going. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Um, I think really the only thing I have to say about Pokemon Go is the very much like, you know, I was there. We were all there. Like, I ended up before it mm-hmm. released out, I went and got myself like, I think an australian account to link up the australian yeah. pack and you get the yeah. the apk yes. for it and you know you start running it quote unquote early and legally um and yep. it is it was pokemon go was hilarious in its beginning phases i remember going to like a very large park and i'm not really a go out with groups of people but people were just everywhere at the time and it was so mm-hmm. funny oh, yeah you'd hear from these pockets a group someone would be like oh a magic carp and then you just hear like you know 10, 20 feet away. Oh, Magikarp. Oh, Magikarp. Like, so yeah. it was just a <laughs> yeah. complete, but, and it was so buggy. It would crash all the time and uh, drain the living shit out of your phone oh, battery and heat it yep. up to hell's. Yeah. Yep. And this was even like, it's funny. The more features they added to Pokemon Go, I found the worse the game got. It was just more wholesome when it was Absolutely. just walk around and maybe catch a thing. Uh, yep. Yep. That, that touch. Granted, some of those features were because everyone was locked in. Yeah. But- very much so. Yeah. Uh, but I guess reeling it back to Gen 8, as much as I have a lot of gripes with it, I will say, it, and I know I've mentioned several times on this podcast how I dropped it, 
but it did give us Arceus, and Arceus was at least an attempt at trying something different. And yes, it was a good blueprint. It was very much a good blueprint. Like I said, like you know, if the plot mm-hmm. is kind of whack, and the map for an open world game feels kind of empty and all that stuff. But fuck me, they finally tried something outside of the box, other yeah. than just yeah. restricting the formula. And yeah, so you know. And they tried something like in a quasi familiar setting, like they just brought in enough familiarity with it being Sinnoh, but old um, yeah. to, to bring a little tiny piece of your brain that says, yes, I know this forward. But then, yeah, like you said, they, they finally changed something and I was really happy with well, that. I really enjoyed Arceus. Where, where the story wasn't the greatest of it. I mean- yeah, sure. But it it was kind of neat to see a world in where Pokemon are brand new to the people inside the game as well. That, that was mm-hmm. cool. And, and people were afraid yeah, of they're, them. They're vicious creatures, as they should be. I mean, they have the power to rend time and space. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and, you know, you can very much tell that Arceus was them going, we'll throw this out there. If it fails, we'll go back to the drawing board with Gen 9. If it succeeds, then we know we have a go from our consumers to fuck around with the formula and maybe find something that sticks. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, like has been mentioned still to this day, we are what, like a year and a bit maybe out of, uh, no, maybe not. Because Gen 9 came out towards the end of last year, right? So we're about November, I think. Yeah, we're creeping up Mm -hmm. on you know, a little over half and knowing that the game is still unfortunately in the state that it is, is unfortunate because it is also trying to do something very different. I like that they're taking the do it how you please approach. And I do want to check it out one day, but as far Mm -hmm. as uh, I stand at the moment, if I'm playing Pokemon, Oh, well, hold on. I'll get to my closing thoughts. Favorite gen eight. Favorite gen eight. Oh God. I call dibs on Snom. I, I thought someone might, but that's okay. I, I've got a different one, and I don't even like its design. Um, not not Snom. Snom has a great design. No, my my favorite would be <laughs> Ice Q, because we have another penguin. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the only reason you get... I think he's... I like his little Ice Cube head. I hate when it comes off. It could go catch fire, but... <laughs> you know, it's just it's a Pokemon with a cube head, and he's a little penguin. I'm like, that's okay. He, he's no Empoleon. I'm I'm gonna be picking another starter again. Uh, Score Bunny. I I do like Score Bunny. That's a. I I, I liked his design. I liked his bounciness, yeah. and I just like rabbits in general. So. Yeah. You're both kind of dudes. No way. <laughs> um. Did you guys? <laughs> did you guys play Sword or Shield? I played Sword. Uh, sword. I have both. Of you sword. Yes. Yeah. Right. I remember. Yeah. yeah. I would play Shield. I'm gonna, you know, it's on Shield is also on my throne. I want to play these games because I it's Pokemon, but I just don't I I don't wanna pay a hundred dollars for this horse. Ten shit. out of ten. <laughs> Plus DLC. Dumbest legendaries. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty lame. Uh I guess uh Zoe, you'd be the only one with anything to say about Gen 9. Oh, Gen 9. Again, I didn't pay for it. I stuck to my guns after eight. I won't I you know, unless I can catch them all. I really hung up on that. And I feel like if anybody uh, wants to call me out on that, you're welcome to. Because I think that's me being a boomer and resistant to change. But at least change your tagline. Just stop 
being Pokemon Gotta Catch Them All, unless they've maybe already done that. Um, but Gen 9... Have they used the Catch Them All phrase? Yeah, you know what? I don't know. In recent know. years? Maybe not. Maybe I am just being super boomy about it. Boomy, boomy, boomy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Gen 9 was fun in you being able to choose not only like what order you did things like the gyms were in well I don't know but again it's another gosh darn game freak half baked piece of garbage because how easy is it how many video games exist where you have your team of in our case Pokemon and your gym like whatever the gym of that video game is scales up its level with you that stuff exists it happens in diablo 4 yep. and you know whatever yep. it was just released right now but um so they gave us the ability to take on the eight gyms and there's other things too but the eight gyms in whatever order we wanted except they kind of didn't because if you wanted to go to the highest level gym first you have to grind all of these wild pokemon basically in order to get your level up to, oh. and then once you do the level seventh level gym or whatever, you've got this overpowered team. And like, you could argue it kind of gives you invite to including different Pokemon in your party. But if you're the type of player that gets attached to your team and wants to keep your team throughout your Euchred and absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. It's just half baked. Like there was, there was some good things that kind of similar to, um, to Arceus, I think there was there was some good, real good thoughts like the oh gosh, what is it called? The primal area. What is that thing called down at the bottom? Um, I'm gonna Google it while I yammer on. Uh, area zero is probably the most beautiful, uh, like beautiful experience I've had in a mainline Pokemon game. I might be exaggerating. That might be the giant guy from Gen six, but um. Yeah, Area point, Zero point is. Yeah, it's this place where you like go into this crater that's in the center of the world. I won't spoil too much for you, um, but you walk down and the music is gorgeous. Like I'm using really like feminine emotive words because it it does kind of feel like that. It's it's emotive. It 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 brings something out of you. And where you're at in the storyline there is kind of is very um, again emotional. Uh, and the Pokemon that are there are all like fairy typing and they're all very pretty and it's like sparkles everywhere and the um, terrain is lovely and you like go down there with your friends and have conversations with your friends that are probably similar to conversations that you hear today's generation talking about like being really supportive of each other and um, so that that part of it is really cool but yeah it was a buggy mess it was a Buggy, buggy mess. So I guess a quick question for you. If the bugs were not there, would it be a good game? Almost. It would almost be the perfect game. Okay. If there's no bugs in it, would you rather Scarlet and Violet or Arceus? God, that's so difficult. I am, I don't, I'm tempted to say Arceus. Okay. I, uh, but only because they both are kind of half-baked ideas. But I think because I'm someone with so much passion about this franchise and so much like of my lifetime invested into it, 
I think what gets me with Gen 9 is that they are so, I, even ignoring the bugs, like bugs, whatever, I'm done with them. They're no longer part of my conversation. Yep. Even ignoring them, this game is so close to actually being perfect that it's frustrating and it breaks my heart and it makes me angry. They were they were this darn close. That's, that's um, fair. And they just didn't get there. And it just shows that like they could. You guys mentioned earlier, I think it was you, Tyler, about having... You know, you've got merch to sell. You've got TV shows to put out. So sure, there needs to be a release schedule with the game. I want to contest that point. I think there is a way to have a mainline Pokemon game wait at least two years, if not three. Like stretch out the anime a little bit. Do some, some like go out of the box with your merch. Like re do the Disney vault thing where they pull the movies out of the vault, whatever, and do that with, with, uh physical toys and do something so that you can develop a game that is what it could be because the passionate rom hackers can do it and so damn it game freak i think you can do it i think uh with with how much money the pokemon franchise brings in i feel there's no reason that they should be as lackluster as they are mm-hmm. in a technical standpoint So like Scarlet and Violet doesn't look like the best Switch game, nor does it have to, but they don't have to look as poor as they do. Uh, Same Mm -hmm. with Arceus. Uh, The pop-in is atrocious and stuff. Granted, Arceus, I had a lot of fun with. I'm not bashing the game in that sense. I'm just talking on a technical standpoint. Uh, Scarlet and Violet, they had a lot of bugs and everything. That was a big point of contention for a lot of people, even though it sold very well. Mm-hmm. Game Freak has a lot of money. They should be able to bring in some extra help and actually get a proper game engine or something going for them to work as a solid foundation so they won't have these kind of issues. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen the Switch and it's it's not a hardware issue because we've seen more done with less resources on the Switch. Just mm-hmm. Pokemon doesn't know how to do things in 3D. And like or I recognize Freak. that even if you have a team like even like you know let's say game freak tripled their team that doesn't there's there's diminishing returns there right because you need to communicate between team members and all that sort of thing absolutely you can't just throw money at it that way but you could take a tiny little dip in your sales over a year because you're not going to starve during that year yeah um and just give it a year to because uh was it was it Breath of the Wild or was it Tears of the Kingdom where they said that they had that game done a year early? Like not early, but a year earlier than it released and they spent a full year bug fixing. It, tears, I think it was Tears of the Kingdom. And it shows. Yeah. It, that and, game runs yeah. incredibly well. It's amazing how, like, so to take it to Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom, it's one of those things where Tears of the Kingdom feels like a end of the switch life kind of game and when i say that i mean that mm-hmm. nintendo did what they do where towards like once the uh, uh console handheld what have you has been out for a bit they find a way to use every corner of that thing's capabilities to crank out one mm-hmm. of the best games you'll ever play and you know what yeah. a, a lot of these developers actually do this like uh playstation does it xbox does yeah. it they 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 have time to experience the the hardware and the actual limitations versus what they thought were limitations, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of they these learn. companies learn what the hardware that they're operating with. Yeah, for sure. So, so 
Maybe. Maybe one I don't. Day. So maybe on the Switch 2 we'll actually get a proper Pokemon. <laughs> I don't I don't have a favorite to say. I don't know Gen 9 Pokemon at all, so I can't even Uh Lechonk. Okay. That that, that that's a pretty <laughs> good choice. Um I all right, I'll look them up right now and I'll give them a uh Lechonk was my first shiny. Ever or in was it? Gen 9? My first like natural shiny ever. Oh. Um, I've shiny hunted and all that sort of thing, but my first like just wandering around. Oh, that's a pink Lechonk. What is that? A like a female version? Nope, it was a shiny. Um, and I've never had that happen. But it makes sense that's in awesome. Gen Nine because you can see the Pokemon in the wild. So yeah, um, this is true. My favorite Gen Nine Pokemon again. Super hard to choose. There are actually there's there's some really rad options. That is one thing I will say for Gen Nine is I love a lot of the Pokemon. Um, shout out to my boy, Mabostiff, who's like the old grumpy dog. That's that's the one that I like mood with, okay. you know? All right. Relatable. Uh, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I'm struggling to choose between Belly Bolt and Toad's Cruel. Um, I think I'm going to go with Belly Bolt because it's not like a remake Pokemon. He's just adorable, fat blob. <laughs> Again, relatable, I guess, isn't it? <laughs> And for record's sake, I played Charlotte. What the fuck am okay. I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a flamingo? Because in that case, you're in the right you're in the right gen. Guess what typing flamingo is. I know it's flamingo, but Is it flying normal? You would think you would think it would be that. It's a fighting Pokemon. Is it fighting flying? I, I think, but it's got fighting in it, which is the part that I want to point out. Kicks. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Dun Dun Sparse is great. And the fact that uh, you can have a rare three segmented Dun Dun Sparse or four segmented, however you want to say it. Um, that's really cool. I actually really enjoyed the um, legendaries of this gen. I really love Coridon. Um, I think Miridon is kind of weird, uh, but I loved the, uh, I'm going to pronounce them poorly, Woshin, Wuxian. Ting Lu and Shi Lu. I really liked that. I'm actually looking and like I, I kind of like this Chen Pao, the kind of like ice saber tooth weasel looking thing. I'm, you know what? Uh, looking at them, I'm gonna say Gimmagool because it makes me want to play Dark Souls. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. That that yeah, works. Right. There's so much more to say. The, the, <laughs> We've the, been there really for- is. Two and a half yeah. hours. So There's remember, so much more to remember say. how I promised that this episode would be an hour and a half. Yeah, that was a lie. Uh, well, that that was a lie, and I think every listener here should already know that yeah. by now. I'm so um, sorry. We always say it's going to be a short one this time, and then it goes on for far longer. Yes, we we knew this would happen with Pokemon. The Come big on. franchise. We we didn't even get to everything, yeah. so yeah. Who knows? We we may have to uh, bring Toadie back for a part I two. Think that- I think if I had a closing statement, because I feel like this would probably round back to like favorite Pokemon game, and at least for myself personally, all I have to say is I, I don't need this franchise anymore. I have Pokemon Infinite Versions. That's the best Pokemon game I will ever play. Oh, we didn't get to ROM hacks. No, we oh, didn't. God. We could do a whole episode. I say we. I'm part of the crew now. Um, <laughs> you could do a whole episode on just ROM hacks yep. in general and touch on Pokemon and like the Banjo-Kazooie ones and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all just um, Pokemon and Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never um, mind the Mario yeah. ones. Not enough time for those. Uh, oh yeah, those you are just, so good. Too. Hacks. My my closing statement for Pokemon is that Game Freak 
if you're listening to this wee little podcast from small town Canada, I want you to know, like you've heard us say throughout this podcast, how many times Pokemon has brought the world. It ha- It is now the world together. Yes. Uh, in Gen 1, between the cool kids and the lame kids, in um, Pokemon Go, like I literally went to Scotland, had Pokemon Go, and like people saw me in with my head in my phone, and then they learned that I was from Canada, and we immediately traded the regionals. Like in the physical world, you've done that so many times. Twitch plays Pokemon, you can do it again if you for Gen 10 Renaissance this bitch. Get us able to catch all the Pokemon. And you know what? I'll even let that go. If you give us all new Pokemon, get preferably the bugs out of the game, but just like, just do Scarlet Violet better. Just do it better. Just do it. Give that extra like 15% that you were missing with the weird not level scaling stuff. Um, the bugs, the honestly, like that's kind of it. Oh, and the 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 barren feeling world. <laughs> Um, but you have the power to bring the world together and not many people, not many things do, um, but Pokemon does. And like, I mean that it sounds really sappy, but you do. I'm done. Thanks. Ab- absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I guess for my closing statements and in my true fashion of Gen 1, ditto. Uh- oh. <laughs> Get out. You're done. Get out of here. Well, oh, come on. That, that was good. Uh, it was great. But uh, to, to top that off, fuck hop. Um <laughs> that that's been a, a very long episode we may revisit this with uh with the rest because yeah we are well over time so that's been the optional boss podcast i've been josh tyler's been tyler zoe's been zoe zoe where can they find you uh youtube.com slash at toady zzz or for more like riot fun twitch.tv slash toady zzz it's uh, i've been uh part of the chat and a couple of zoe streams they're they're always a blast so highly recommend and uh yeah anyone have anyone else anything else i'm flattered that you spoke with me for two and a half hours thank you i wanted to say now that we've gotten to the end of the episode for anyone who's got this far and uh for previous listeners uh how do we did this is this is our award show announcer everybody (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that's true yes yes uh, uh yeah no that that's it for me i'm spent all right if uh if you want to leave us a comment or yell at us for anything that we may have got wrong in today's episode you can always find us on twitter at optional boss pc we are also on instagram or you can email us, us email us jesus two and a half hours does a lot to one's vocal language <laughs> learning uh you can always email us at optional boss podcast at gmail.com That's it for today, and we will see you next time. Bye!